0: All right. Let's get ready to roll. Oh, crap. I got to find my dice. Hold on a sec. I'm actually not even joking. I'm not doing a bit. This is legitimate. Like, I need to look around and find the box. Hold on. There we go. I got a new dice set in France. Shout out to... Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Um. Uh, Le D niche in udon of all places and i don't think they'll ever hear this but you know whatever okay let's uh, get on the screen shall we hey internet my name is todd and uh we're gonna be playing some dungeons and dragons if this is your first time here don't forget to click the button follow like subscribe to all that other stuff and uh you can join us live or after the fact on podcasts so thanks very much i'm gonna try and keep it succinct succinct Which is a very fancy long word for saying short. Which is ironic. Anyway, hey, we've got people in the other room. Uh, Hey, other people. Hope you're having a great time. Well, not yet. Soon. Soon having a good time. How are y'all doing? It's great. Ah, yes. And... um, and in a sec, we'll meet everybody and go around the horn and everything. Sorry, I've had coffee and my wife is That's putting good. my children to bed. Life is life is sweet. <laughs> 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 so, it's the little, th- and all the parents out there are like, yep, yep. Then even the non, they, they, people get it. People get it. It's all good. Actually, I do want to do, looking forward as we approach the summer, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to talk with Steve and, and all of you at some point. About what we want to do next. Not that this game or campaign is done quite yet. But maybe. Maybe soon. Depending on how you play uh, play the dice and decisions. But I would like to consider what's next. And I don't know. And um, I, I don't think it'll be D&D from me for a change. I think I'll do something else. Uh, and I don't know what Steve wants to do. Or Darcy. Or anybody else. Or Gordon. I um, Got some amazing storytellers. Don't forget to tune in for any time that they're playing. Because they're great. And, um, and I love playing with everybody as often as I can. Uh, so, um, definitely want to keep this party start keep this party rolling as it were. <laughs> I don't know words, um, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to figure out what's next. I am even thinking maybe, maybe some space opera. I don't know. I don't know. I, be I, sweet. I, it, I love space, but anyway, um, so we'll keep an eye on what is next. And uh, take suggestions too uh, So that's news on that front I had something else I was going to say Oh and I want to get back to my own family game Because I do play D&D with my kids Who are 8 and 11 And, and it's awesome And uh, if you get the chance You should play Imagine Games with your kids Because it's, it's really cool And uh, helps them, helps me and uh, Yeah it's good stuff So get out there and play some some games They're good in school too My daughter actually started a D&D club So yeah nice yeah yeah you gotta hook the nerds young man <laughs> nerd them up when they're young man before they know better i don't know <laughs> before the too cool for school kicks in all right i'm gonna stop blathering let's uh, go around the horn and meet everybody and we'll dive into tonight's game yeah all right <laughs> uh out of curiosity if anybody wants to take a recap uh you can think about what you want to say maybe Maybe. If anybody wants to volunteer for that. Otherwise, you get to hear me blather on some more. All right, let's start over here with Mad. Which way? Matt! Haha, you didn't know you were next.
1: On my screen, you're pointing at Steve.
0: Yep, that's the way it works. It's all (laughs)
1: lies. I'm playing uh, Balin of the Clan Iron Eater, a dwarven uh, wizard and craftsman. uh, Hooked up with the party when they saved him from the belly of a red worm and his. uh, offered to help them with their quest. Uh, just uh, killed a big beholder. Didn't get eaten. Very uh, very pleased about that. And uh, holding on to his golden dragon stone. Not quite sure when to use it, but also quite enchanted by its uh, shimmering goldness.
0: I'm gonna write down who has those still because I lost track of that sheet, and it's probably not important at all. Hey, awesome! Thank you. Uh, let's meet uh, Gordon. Who are you playing for tonight?
2: Hey, Gordon, longtime player. I am playing two characters. First one is Rook, who was my original character on Strange Acquaintances and still playing him. Uh, and I'm also playing Talathar, uh, Conquest Paladin, so.
0: Nice, who actually was, the- was your original, original character. Way the hell in back. In Session Zero. Yeah. yeah, Session Zero. Yeah, you and Carl. Um, so... And we miss you, Carl. And Timalee can't join us tonight, so unfortunately we're missing a couple people. But hey, we're happy to see them uh, and play with them whenever we get the chance. uh, And look forward to rolling some dice with them again soon. All right. uh, I think I'm pointing at Brandon.
3: Hola. Yes, you are. Uh, I'm Brandon. I'm playing Eli, who is the half-elf divination wizard, who uh, I think had to process his grandmother's death in a day so far. Because it's only been a day. Uh, What stage of grieving
0: is that? Uh, You got anger. Yeah.
3: And he's already had the person that killed her come up to him and say sorry and try to do stuff. So it's been a fun ride. Uh, But yeah, I I would uh, would like to
0: apologize in advance for the trauma I'm inflicting upon (laughs) everybody.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's working out his grief by helping out everybody, and we'll
0: see where it goes. Nice. All right, and Darcy.
4: Hi everyone, I'm Darcy. You can find me Darcy Biz. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm playing Shu, who is a ranger, uh, sort of ex monster hunter turned pirate turned whatever this is. I guess probably uh, they're also a rogue. I should probably remember because that's like I think they're six six now actually because because uh, we hit level really twelve. Even.
0: Yeah, and I think what you're doing still qualifies as monster hunting. I do have to say.
4: I yeah I game. see I mean I got a whole backstory because of course I do I'm that kind of player uh you don't need to I don't need to bore you with it but anyway in my brain they like retire another back and stuff right of course cool. pull me back no. to one last job I mean shu has been around <laughs>
0: for a bit Shu was in our last campaign very briefly and on very the other briefly, side. yeah and mm-hmm. some of Shu's group got pulled into hell when we did our Avernus game and Shu and a bunch of the Supposedly, pieces yeah. from that went on to like mm. I don't know what exactly. You can decide
4: yourself to. if it is shared continuity or not. That's the oh, beauty of in D&D. In my view, it
0: definitely is. You had, like, who was it? Uh, there was Hen who went to hell, but then Hen and yeah. somebody else were close. Was it Greg? Am I
4: getting that right? Uh, I think it was, actually. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's it's a good memory. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I do. I don't even take notes, but I do, you know. That's a little <laughs> dig on Gordon. He my kind him. of DMing. I just. Yeah. Actually, the I take to be very
4: extensive audio notes
0: uh, we do <laughs> <laughs> when when I'm cutting things together later, uh, which I don't do very often, yeah. but when I'm cutting things together, I get to review and be like, i will <laughs> I will admit I do occasionally watch the last like two minutes of the previous episode yeah, to remember what the heck was, what was the
4: literal last thing we did. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where were we?
0: I forget. All right. Uh, that brings us down um, and around to Steve. I'm <laughs> still here. This is an entire mime show with Steve.
5: Yeah, I could do that.
4: Well, I mean, it's the I'm cranky here. show. You're just acting cranky. I do want to make a barb that's a mime someday.
1: You know yeah. what? Steve's even wearing a shirt kind of like a mime, you know? White and black
0: stripes. I, I will have to say, though, we have a podcast following, and that's not going to work. Unless we have <laughs> other people do descriptive video of what he is. The, the descriptive audio for, for people on the podcast. I am here yeah. for this. I, I don't oh, think can
6: totally help out with that. <laughs> Let's, like do that's branded this. jam to close caption and there audio. Oh, this is Set happening.
0: This is happening. Oh no. Oh no. But only <laughs> only when Steve is playing cranky, though. Because Gex does uh, talk. Uh, cranky never talks. Anyway, uh, sorry, I cut you off, Steve.
5: That, that's okay. I'm used to it. Um <laughs> Shot at the GM. No, no, I'm still here. Gex is still here. Cranky's still there. That's about it.
0: <laughs> okay. If, you, if you, don't
5: know, you don't know,
0: you don't yeah. know. Yeah, you have to watch the so backstory. Uh, and yeah. uh, then we've got Bella.
6: Hey, everybody. I'm Bella. I'm playing Isold and Miss Frizzle. Oh, uh, that's right. She didn't. Ent- she didn't start out to be Miss Frizzle, but it just turned out that way. So what the hell, I'm I'm leaning into it. But yeah. That's uh Izzy's been with this campaign pretty much not quite the beginning cuz I missed those early sessions uh cuz I was away, but been in here for the long haul.
0: Absolutely. Like Isold knows she came up with Gax and Rook. No, not Rook.
6: No, Gax. Uh, and, and not uh, Rook.
0: And not And who else did she... Yeah. And uh, uh, Carl's character, uh, um, Dave Tillman, the uh, Tortle. And yeah. I forget Elmen. the name of the captain. Who
4: else? Well, Hilda. Hilda. Oh, Hilda. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, other people that Isolde ran into. Wasn't there a at one
6: point? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, there's been That so was like one things. or two
2: episodes of Darcy. I did oh, have yeah. Kobold
6: for Oh, yeah. did episode.
2: you? Yeah. I'm I pretty sure
4: that, that was before well though. Yeah. I think we could do, do a whole not. montage of Darcy characters. Not for this that campaign. I missed like the first majority of the uh the campaign.
6: But uh, yes, Eastold love or is, is very close to Gex. And trying to vie for his approval Girl. over yeah. Rook.
0: Grandpa that Gex?
6: Mastered. No Rook zone. <laughs> I love that
0: image. We'll splash that up later. Um, all right. <gasps> and I am Todd, and I'll be the dungeon master. Thanks pastor.
6: to Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yes,
0: I, I love it Timely. whenever anybody Timely makes our our game. But especially uh, Darcy and Timalee are both uh, really talented yeah. artists. I think we've had a bunch of great artists on here so we uh, always invite yep. that anyway and i'm the dm and we're gonna dive in let's do this The echoes of the chamber kind of reverberate around you. There's occasional loud thumping sounds above um, reverberating through the rocks, little bits of dust and, and stone falling down. Nothing that's going to imperil your life, but you get the impression that the, you're experiencing little earthquakes Again and again at irregular intervals, but surprisingly common and more frequent as time goes on. You're in the dungeons deep beneath Tazverel, but above you, this city is in grave peril. At least one, possibly multiple Kraken, several monsters of myth and legend coming and descending upon the city, responding to the beck and call of the Beholder, who's been uh, controlling them all with these gems that have been found in these caverns somewhere beneath you, part of an elaborate shield system for this ancient tomb. You encountered a Sphinx last game, standing still in front of, like, stock still, You can easily mistake it for a statue and then every once in a while the eyes flick back and forth taking in those around in particular is uh frizzle the fire genasi and rook in the room with it but gazing down the little tunnel that you've excavated out to the rest of you you are standing at the edge in a room Uh, most of you anyway outside of that little kind of sphinxuary I don't know we'll we'll workshop the name Um, where the sphinx is part of the tomb tethered to it feeding the magic of this place ancient magics containing whatever this tomb was meant to contain with the very power of its ever living blood that creature will never leave this tiny room in which you found it. Or at least, not yet. You also, just a little bit of ways down the tunnel, that old, is looking down, keeping a close watch, eyes flicking back and forth between the tunnel which descends to the north and the other tunnel through which you... Crawl through and found a sphinx. That way seems eerily quiet and still. The edges of it rubbed smooth by various creatures that have pressed their way down. Maybe some of those massive snake creatures, the nagas, the bone nagas, um, forever guarding this tomb. Perhaps other beings that this beholder called forth Rook, in particular, spent some time imprisoned here, and has a vague memory of these levels that you're currently on. But what happens below, he has only seen the entrance of. I think at one point, Rook maybe went down there a little ways, only to encounter the baleful eye of the Beholder, or one of its terrible minions, that attempted yet again to kill you and then find yourself awakening again in a prison cell to do it all over again, again and again. This, at the beginning, amused the Beholder. Uh, If nothing, it was definitely saving it on using the priests that it controls to bring you back and torture you like it did so many of your friends, Sir Islick and uh, several of the others that came in with you so long ago now but after a while the priests didn't really have to do all that much just kind of patch you up and send you on your way now you had the attention of the beholder as you slew it arrow through its no uh through its snout up through its gaping mouth into its brain And it fell, died, dead. But you now know it comes back. It's soul fleeing just in that one instance out of reach due to timing, which we talked about. Back to inhabit one of the clone bodies prepared by the mage tower that is supposed to guard against this exact terrible creature now part of the puppetry of this maniacal beast so you find yourselves here beneath for what whatever has brought you to this point in your in your adventuring career be it luck good or bad a sense of duty a sense of loyalty or Something else. You are here. A collection of strange acquaintances. I had to fuck up that one. That one, it's the name of the... Take two. A collection of strange acquaintances on this journey. What do you want to do?
2: So I think like there was a choice offered by the Sphinx to... We could go down kind of the path to the right, or we could a, he could actually take us a shorter route.
0: A choice was offered, and he actually called it The Choice, as though that was some kind of destination. Yeah. So, and he said specifically, you could, you could go... He could take you to The Choice... Or you could find your own way
2: beneath to hunt this beholder. Right. So I guess taking us to the choice would potentially circumvent the beholder itself. Perhaps. It seems. Is he willing to talk about it, or is he like silent? <clears throat> uh, who
0: wants to ask?
2: Well, I think the only two people in the room are. Rook you can and all hear the... it. It's uh, not a quiet beast. Oh, okay. I think, like, Rook will, like, let me confer with my associates.
6: Sure.
0: You slip out down the tunnel that Balin opened. I'll go
6: with him.
2: And, like, regroup with everyone else. And, like, get them up to speed on the Sphinx. The fact that he doesn't like Undead or Reborn or whatever. And, um... that we have uh, a couple of options go down that path go down I'll tell them that you know you guys I've never really been down that far um or he's offering us to take us directly to something called the choice I don't think it's a bar
4: <laughs> well what the Sphinx spoke was true <laughs> the beholder is back
7: have price sure of wings on Thursdays.
4: Great. Sorry. Sad to go. Ahead. But um, I I feel like we can get there, but we'll just have to fight it again. And well, how is it going with the um necklace, I think it was?
2: Althar is a tuning I don't know how long that takes anymore from when we he started. Right. Probably about a little over halfway. Probably 40 minute mark at this point. <clears throat> Talpa
0: is
6: still um, doing
4: his thing. Well, we know where the creature is. Perhaps just resting and uh,
6: what figuring my... that out
4: first is the best thing to do now. Is this choice a um, limited time offer?
0: Are you asking the Sphinx? or? No. Okay.
3: I mean, do you guys want to leave it to a coin toss? And then he holds up the coin he uses for
2: augury. Hmm. Let's... Maybe we should discuss this and maybe... Find out more about what this choice is. He seemed to indicate that if we he takes us there, then we don't even face the beholder. Maybe. I don't even know what the choice is. Like, it's... Good luck getting a
4: straight answer out of the Sphinx. But it sounds like there's a cost involved, and I wouldn't want to be beholden to a... Hmm. Perhaps that wasn't the best choice of words. But you understand. Don't want to owe a Sphinx a favor.
6: Todd? Yeah? What's going on... Um, I can't remember last week if... I think I asked you about this, but I'm not sure if you answered. What's going on with my brand of castigation?
0: It's still... it For a while, it's almost like it kind of... It was like an itch that you can always sense where the Beholder was. And then when it died, it faded, but it didn't go entirely out. And you were so busy with the distractions of it dying and dealing with the mage, um, Calrun, who bamfed away at the last second. Um, so it's a bit odd because it faded but did not go out. And now it is flaring again when you used your Bloodhunter um, knowledge along with Shu to get that Ranger know how that there is this massive aberration creature has come back and reawakened somewhere beneath you. So you actually can sense more or less where it is. It's down that north hall uh, through that tunnel, but not directly in line with it. It would not be a straight shot. It seems to drift off and a little bit over towards the
6: west. Oh. So
0: but down.
6: I'm just gonna... I'm gonna kind of off to the side and pull gex aside and just be like we don't really need this sphinx help but why are we doing this again what was our point
5: yes that is a good question old, kind of one we've been pondering for a little while i mean we left Tazverel in the first place to do a mission and so much has happened I can't even recall if we even completed that mission. I mean, there came a point where all I cared about was uh, getting rid of the not Rook doppelganger and finding actual Rook and now he's here and I'm comfortable that he's safe to make his own choices at this point.
6: And I just roll my eyes.
5: you you do realize that Gex still is in rook form at the moment as well, right?
6: Yeah.
0: Um. Actually, I'll get. Isol knows that it's you. Oh, actually, yeah, hold on. I you were gonna know. say. So
5: so he he's like, um... there's a reason why he's doing that too, by the way. But it's anyway, we'll reveal that later. Well, Isol, I I. I, I you haven't known me that long and i've been in my 60s as long as you have and the purpose my purpose has been to seek adventure and to hopefully find some new purpose beyond just seeking adventure and certainly we've had some adventures i mean i'm wearing an example of that adventure uh he refers he refers there to the T Rex hide, but you might get the sense that he's also referring to the fact that he looks like Rook. Um, so, I don't know. I don't see this this beholder. Like, what's the point? What's the point?
6: I don't know. I mean, I, this adventure or whatever you've called it has gotten Elias's grandmother killed. Like, you know
5: you're right and and I don't there was a
6: think he signed up for that
5: no and there was a point where I'd have been happy to abandon any other mission and save that dear old lady seems like she wasn't interested in that though at the time but um I feel like I feel like, you know, we've been here together since getting off that ship. But it's almost like I I miss you. Like, I haven't, you know, we've been side by side the whole time, but somehow I miss you.
6: Well, you've had your new muse to entertain you.
5: Oh, you mean this? And like, <laughs> points to his, his current visage.
6: Hmm. Well, I don't know. Like I said, it's up to you. I'll go where you go. If you say we go after the Beholder, we'll go after the Beholder. But we don't need to make deals with things. Sphinx or anybody else. I know where it is between me and Shu we'll find it in short order
5: so Gex go, snaps his finger and turns back into himself um, and uh, and says well Hazel do you know we had you remember that time sitting around the fire on the island we talked about... I've lost my children, you've lost your parents. Sadly, if yeah. You, if you want to walk away from all of this, and go find adventures on our own. I'll do that with
6: you. Potentially sacrificing Rook?
5: Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. Let's put it this way, as old. We'll we'll give them we'll Maybe. we'll we'll listen to what they have to say. And if on the balance of it you think and I think that they'll die without our help, we'll be heroes, we'll stay. But if we think they've either lost interest in going after that beholder or wouldn't survive the encounter, then you and I can decide whether or not to help them. How's that sound?
6: You and I both know they wouldn't survive.
5: (laughs) Hey, I survived. I held on to it for dear life for a couple of minutes. It's not that big of a deal. That was
6: pretty damn cool. You riding that like a bull?
5: (laughs) Mm. Reminds me of my my youth on the farm actually
6: Hmm. can't say i
5: didn't try that
6: let's just play it out you give me the say so and i'll work with Shu to track it shouldn't be very hard
5: okay well let's hear what europe has to say it looks like he's gathering everyone together over there
3: so Eli's gonna quickly turn to Rook, um, and basically, because normally he would consult Talithar, but he doesn't want to interrupt Talithar with his attuning, uh, and turn to him and basically ask, like, so, what would be the point of going after the Beholder at this point? Because if we have the necklace, and then Talithar attunes to it and calls up the attack, and then we can probably release everyone's that's being my controlled
2: there's something there's something more um the whole point of this sphinx is here to help and keep trapped this dark oracle um and just by the sound of that name it doesn't sound good so the beholder Maybe looking to free it? And that could be a lot of bad news for everyone.
3: Okay. Because I'm thinking... So, the reaper that killed my grandma came back and I've been talking to it and he seems pretty pissed. And I imagine that if we were to free everyone else that's under the control of the necklace, they'd probably be pissed at the Beholder as well. And I... That would also include all the mage tower people that he has under his spell so in my head it seems like if once talathar tunes then everyone's going to be mad at the beholder and i feel like his resources would be pretty limited and then that would keep the dark oracle kind of at bay right because the boulder might have his hands occupied or is there something i'm missing
2: uh, I agree that we don't necessarily have to chase the Beholder because I think actually he's going to come after us. He wants me for something. That's why he dragged me down. Um, And also Gex, but Gex was disguised as me. So there's a piece of the puzzle that's kind of missing. I feel like I'm that piece, but I don't know the whole picture. Um, and I think it, I think you're right. We should, once Telethar attunes, we should stop the immediate threat. But I feel there's something bigger at stake than all this. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yep. Just wanted to double check.
2: Yeah, I don't think we have to chase down this beholder. Besides it coming after us, I think if we can just stop what it's trying to do, all the other pieces will fall into place.
4: I have to agree. I'm honestly concerned what we even would do if we did kill it again. It's just coming back again and again. I don't know a solution
2: to that just want to figure out I came back here to speak with everyone because the Sphinx is offering a shortcut but I don't know what that is like take us to the choice I, we need to kind of understand a little bit more before we decide what path to take
3: I mean I could ask my crystal ball why don't you okay so, yeah, I mean,
1: just for me personally, I'm not really super trusting of the Sphinx we find in Evil Tomb. You know, he's got a good story, but
4: you know, in my experience Sphinx kind of tricky. So, well, the Sphinx Sphinx may speak in riddles, but they do speak truth. He's here to protect something, which means it's really it's really his problem, not ours. I'm going to go ahead
3: and
0: Ritual cast Divination. Absolutely. I'm going to get you to roll your spellcasting modifier and your proficiency. (laughs) So this is Divination? Yes. Ooh, that's the big one. So seven
3: plus five, or proficiency is plus four is 11
0: you reach out to the mists of time and to the great mysteries you can ask a single question concerning a specific event goal or activity has to be around resolved within the next seven days and depending on how you roll so did how much was it again 11 11 12 12 12 12, 12, 7 plus 5 okay um i will answer truthfully although it may not be as clear as it could be so what do you want to ask You can talk to the others to consult before you officially pull the trigger on this, too, if you want to.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to, like, as he's kind of channeling, I'm going to consult Gex and Rook, because they're the ones that are most familiar with this, and Isolde, and be like, what do you want to know about this Sphinx? Out of, char- out of character, just tell me the question you guys want to ask. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you muted, Gordon.
2: <laughs> I think I want to ask, like, I want to know, like, what is the choice that it's referring to? I don't know. Unless someone has a better question.
6: I would just want to know, maybe not the choice, but what is... Well, yeah, the choice. Like, what is that? Like, where would it send us?
3: Okay, so should I ask about where it's going to send us or what the choice is? It's going to send us
2: to the choice, so what is the choice?
3: Okay, so our final answer is what is the choice the Sphinx is presenting us?
0: You concentrate and you, you're holding this crystal ball in front of you and you you see the mists and, and the way that your grandmother taught you how to look past them and yet use them. And there's a swirling and you see several different visions. One of them you see in your mind, that face of the Reaper up here in the in the globe for a second, almost muted and uh, and unable to really tell you much, but it seems a little bit more frantic than you remember it. And then it's gone a second later you see you see a a room. You can it's vaguely um, rounded room. There's a walkway in. You've just come through a door behind down the stairs. You turn around and they end in a blank wall. And there are these flickering lights, almost like circular openings, suddenly flicker into place to the left and then to the right, and then above and below. And each one has a meaning to it. In this room, those who have come before Decide. You may choose life or death. Or a death for life. Or neither. Or a And that. You come pulling back out, at like mid sentence, back through the tunnel, through the little crystal orb, and. And I need you to do a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh boy, sixteen. All right, sixteen is enough. So, you, in in the shock of getting jolted out, you drop the crystal, the crystal ball that you're holding, but you manage to like deflect it off your knee at the last second, and then it it lands more or less without a heavy hit to the stone floor and just kind of rolls off into a corner and you go and you can pick it up again without any trouble it doesn't appear damaged but when you touch it it is hot to the touch not enough to hurt you but it is um it, it took you somewhere and it took a toll but whether you got the answer you want I don't know So
3: I relayed that like as it was coming through me as a medium to the rest of the
0: party. And I'll remind you, you are all connected psychically right now, so you can quite literally replay the experience.
3: So shall we vote on it? I feel like that's the only way to proceed at this point.
4: Well, I don't suppose we all have to take the choice, do we? I I had a
1: hunch the choice was gonna be somebody had to sacrifice themselves. I had a hunch.
4: What would you sacrifice yourself for? Uh, My people, uh, my honor,
1: uh, the Dwarven Kingdom.
2: Okay. Maybe we can get more information from the Sphinx if someone he doesn't really like me, to be honest. Um something about the crystal seeing the light of day and merging with me and now I can't die. So anyways, maybe someone um else can speak to the Sphinx and get an idea like, you know, you're, you'd now divine this, maybe you're, you'd be able to speak to him and get a little bit more insight into what this is. So it's a doorways of choices resulting in life and death, but it, what's the point to it? You want to speak to him?
3: Well, I feel like I'm being volunteered, so I might as well. You don't have to go alone. Well, uh, you guys can all hear me, plus I'm pretty sure there's a Reaper looking after me right now, so... Okay. Eli's gonna kind of scuttle through the hole and come face to face, or face to foot with the Sphinx. Uh, Hi there.
4: It, there's a long. Sorry, I'm just finding my voice change button.
8: <laughs> you
7: like to take a book, I said. Well, what is it you want?
3: So, this choice what is it for because like i get we have a choice but i don't know why i'm making the choice or we as a group
7: some make this choice for their own reasons so for some of the short others they go a I means to answer audience, a part but I can tell you this: there are many who would choose to return those that need to be returned, and there will be those who would to aim those that you do. So, and there are those. Who choose for themselves to never, never find the end that seeks so many. And there are those who may choose not, or, or none.
3: Thank you. And he's just gonna turn around. Well, everybody heard that. Yeah, uh, everybody heard that because of this. Yeah. Uh, so Eli's just gonna give it his best, and basically, like, I think it has something to do with immortality or resurrection. Of what? It sounds oh, like. True. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe we kill something, you get immortality. Or you sacrifice yourself for someone else, and you can resurrect someone. That's what I'm getting from it. Or neither,
0: and none. Yep.
3: Yeah. Maybe there's a neutral option.
4: Not to um, distract from this point too much, but did you say you're watched by a reaper? Yeah. Um. If. The beholder's soul is being brought back again and again. Could maybe they help with that?
3: Well, that's what we're waiting for the, the nectars for. Because most of the reapers still have the crystal in their head, but we took this one out. So that's why it's like it's kind of like a dog at this point. Hmm. But I'm hoping that like once we free the rest of them, then that dog becomes like a herd.
4: Hmm. Well. I think that seems like a good thing to start with, and maybe it's a little premature to make plans until such a point.
2: So I think we're just resting for a bit. He Literally left. five more minutes.
4: Because if a Reaper can take a soul to the beyond, well, it's going to be pretty hard for it to get back, right? Elias.
0: So I guess we wait goes a little quiet there for a second and then after a breath that's for our pocket listers sorry descriptive video keep going
3: <laughs> so I guess at this point we wait for Talithar and then we take a vote afterwards
4: I'm sure a lot of us could use a rest anyway so we're taking a short rest I guess I think mean, yeah. all of this was kind of like narratively a short rest anyway but yeah, we yeah. finish it or whatever yeah Absolutely.
0: So, in that, so by all means, you can la- wait the last five minutes and that's that. You would be finished.
4: Hmm. Do I get anything okay. short? I don't think I really do as a ranger, but I could spend some hit die.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to be spending some hit dice. Yeah, feel yeah, free. Yeah. Go for it. How many can we spend?
0: As many as you like. Oh, I we went up a level. That equals magic. Yeah. yeah?
4: Let's see. How many hit dice do I have? Six rogue and six ranger.
2: There you go. Jesus.
4: I'll. We can roll these one at a time, right? I don't have to decide all the hit dice I'm spending. Is that right? Yeah, you can spend them all at once. Just making uh, sure that wasn't like a like a house rule that I'm used to, or no, if that's no. actually how the game works. I think, um, I, think I'm sure are, I think rangers are. You can spend as I think rangers are. They don't be d10s actually. I should probably double check that. Okay. Sorry. But I can do this whenever. We don't need to wait on me. No worries.
2: Okay, so Talathar is while well, people are rolling their hit dice, Talithar is attuning anything that I anything happening when he's trying to act
0: i need you to do a wisdom saving throw wisdom saving you can take throws. your paladin bonus i think he will okay and you actually uh, get hilda's paladin bonus as well really because she is still wow there and she's actually pretty really close general. to
2: you. i'll take it 18 Eight.
0: A couple of things, flashing through your mind as you hold this necklace. Um, little flickers in the in the light. Somebody lit a torch or has a magical lantern or something. Not everybody has freaking dark vision, so uh, actually, I think most of you do. <laughs> uh, but um, you catch these little flickers of light on the variety of gems and they're they're g- various crystals and geodes like broken shards of, of this quartz-like crystal, uh, which is largely blue and red with streaks running through it, a little bit of yellow on some of them, especially out towards the wider end, always narrowing down um, in this darker and darker blue. And in, when you look at these as you're kind of holding them and attuning to them and becoming used to, like, possessing them and controlling them is the goal. And in that, mo- in that moment, they begin to share with you either things that are current or perhaps these are things that have happened in the past. Connections between your mind and the creatures that they are attuned to via these red spikes that have been driven into these creatures. Um, for a moment, you see through the eyes of a... Re- of an oni-like creature huddled in a cave shaking horribly, evisceratedly wounded, clutching at itself and maniacally laughing in its rage a near mortal wound and yet it's holding on somewhere. You then flash you are reaching in your hand a skeletal fingers and a dark ethereal cloak as you reach in to the chest of this woman. She is screaming. You're in a room, wooden room, ramshackle, some of the furniture tossed aside. A man is busy swinging an axe, not a battle axe, like the kind that would uh, chop wood with, Um, and he's swinging it right through your chest, but you don't feel it. Instead, you reach into the chest of this woman that he's standing in front of, and you pull back, and her soul leaves her body, this ethereal, translucent face, and it just, you pull and discard her to the mists behind you, her soul screaming, and her husband angrily swinging at this creature that it can have no effect on. You see a building crumble beneath your extremely large tentacle-like limb and another a game crushing devouring bringing rage and destruction onto these land clinging pathetic beasts you and your kin will destroy them And there's things flying above you that have always kept the balance. You even see something with these massive wings fly by. You see something, something with you see this mage who normally would stand at the watchtower holding you back. Instead, turn and explode a dock and a ship in front of you, clearing the path for yet more of your kin as you surge up out of the ocean onto the land. In the distance, you can see, you can hear annoying little bells ringing. You can see some of the defenders of the city running and some of them standing and fighting, many of them falling. Talithar is busy. Everyone else looks at Talithar and an an hour has passed. And Talithar is busy rocking in the corner, clutching their knees and eyes flicking from one side to the other, their mind not currently here, but torn amongst these various connections. And he rocks, and he watches.
4: Oh, that doesn't look
2: good. I mean, as Talathar, can I try to gain some sense of control over these creatures? Any of them?
0: I'm going to need you to do... For this one, I'm going to get you to do an intelligence saving throw. Would Eli be able to help
3: somehow to somehow give him advantage? Because technically it's it's in his head, right? And
0: everyone's linked? That's true. So So Eli... Um, would you be able to like show some of the you burden? to do a an insight check for me? Okay. As you kind of look at Talathar and try to assess what's going on, it's not automatically being shared. You can as you begin to ooh, 23, you ask to enter in. Talathar. You can tell Elias is near you. And reaching out. Do you accept? Yeah. Elias. Appears beside. These variety of creatures. In your mind. Watching all of this. Taking it in and seeing what you're seeing. How do you want to help. Talithar in this moment. As this barrage. Of multicolored. Visuals are pressing their way in to Talithar's head and overwhelming Talithar's very personality. How do you want to help Elias? I think Elias is kind
3: of used to getting visions at this point, so he's just trying to, like, mm-hmm. slow them down. It's just giving Talithar, like, breathing exercises and, like, a pep talk to try and, like... <laughs> like Focus! Yeah, I, this is, I'm used to this. This is how you get through it and try to, like, help him. Ultimately,
4: I'm- so he can, like, command them yeah how much of this is like are all of us getting like are we all all being sort of bombarded with this or is it like on our periphery or do we all not like get it unless we like dive in like eli is doing um you're not it getting the visuals the most, right they're like a conduit but, for the rest of us yeah
0: uh you can see that something is definitely going on with talithar they're experiencing something and then you see elias walk over and kind of sit down next to them and face-to-face, I'm assuming, or beside. And they're beginning to connect, and you kind of get the idea you can connect to this if you want to. Hmm. If Talithar lets you.
4: I don't really know the context. I don't think it will. I have like an idea that I think would be interesting, but I feel like I would need that context for Shu to make that leap. I don't think... They don't well, really you know can see other. that Elias
0: <laughs> bends down, and like, in the same way that he's been staring at the crystal ball, is now staring at Rook and talking to Rook, both in the mind and out loud. So you can definitely see that Elias is coaching
4: Talithar. Um,
2: And both of their eyes are like roll back in their head. (laughs) Eh, You probably can handle that. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to roll the intelligence saving throw. And I'm going to say you do
0: get advantage as Elias begins to try to coach you through these overwhelming um, torrent. Alright, first one's a 14. 22. 22. Finally beats oh. it. Threshold was 20. So when you rolled the 18 with all that help, I was like, oh, really? Right. Um, <clears throat> With the breathing, the breathing is what helps the most. You've done a lot of physical training and... You know, controlling your mind and that kind of thing, that seems a little ethereal, but when Elias points out that focus on breathing, take them one at a time, and then you begin to remember who you are and that you are not these creatures doing these horrible acts. Instead, you are Talathar, paladin of the Mage Tower, guardian of those who can't protect themselves. And over the next couple of minutes, you begin to gain a sense of control. So what do you want to do with that control? Imagine it's almost like screens that you can dive into, hovering
2: ethereally in front of you. If
0: you want to pick one, you want to pick
2: them all. Um, I'm going to... I think what I'll do is I'll initially start with, I think, the easiest and see if I can just release the Reapers. So knowing knowing I don't want to just release them all to cause havoc, but if I could start with the Reapers and just release them, because they're not supposed to be doing what they're doing.
0: Um, That's cool. I'm, yeah. I like it, but I'm going to say this. As you begin to reach out, you're like, okay, Reapers, how bad can this be? And <laughs> All of a sudden, like, probably close to 80 heads, hooded heads, all stop what they're doing mid-reach, mid-flight,
2: and turn and look at you. That's okay, I'm not afraid. In the eye. And I'm not afraid. All right.
0: Um, And they all seem to be, there's a lot of them. What do you want them to do?
2: Remember what your true purpose is. This is not it.
7: Break free.
8: Do you? Do you? do you release us yes we are
0: free and they begin to talk and turn in a voice that is hard to comprehend it's it's almost incomprehensible it's this it is the voice that speaks the order of things. It is it is the written before words were written. The way that things operate and the way that things will continue to pass and they begin to whisper and slowly one by one they begin to awaken and disappear from your vision. And so they begin to fade. First one, then 5. Then quickly, the, the, the very crowded space of your mind begins to empty a little bit. Now, I'm not going to make you go one monster at a time, but you, you have now figured out that you can exert a control on this. I need to do a constitution saving throw. You get to add all the bump. Okay. Oh, what's your, out of curiosity, what's your current hit yeah. point total? 100 okay
2: because uh, I rested uh con saving though okay
0: oh well terrible roll. with is that with the bomb yeah well yeah Oof. I rolled a two a toll begins almost like a bell ringing in the distance as the feedback as all of these strings begin to be cut almost like an elastic that's pulled tight to the point of breaking and then a little beyond as you sever each one of these creatures there's a a whip back towards you and the rest of you in the room begin to see Several of these crystals begin to shatter, sending little, sh- like, razor sharp shards around, s- just tearing into uh, Talithar's hand. But it's more damaging what's going
4: on beneath that. Uh, oh, like say... the gems in the, the necklace? Yeah, the actual mean? necklace. And there gotcha. are a multitude Before of Before we them. get too far, yep. You weren't planning on releasing everything, right? You were planning on, like, Getting a lot of them out of there before they got released, in case they yeah. just
2: continue to rampage. Yeah, so e- yeah. That's that's the yeah, Reapers yeah. are the easy ones to right because they, you know their,
4: their job is not to go kill random people. But a Kraken might just keep doing it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the intent. So, is. I just want to make sure that's established before we <laughs> release a bunch of stuff. I, enough to retcon the
2: half. I, I took my notes. Yes. <laughs> well, Talithar,
0: to I'm gonna ask you to yeah. write down. You take 41 points of psychic damage. Ooh. 41 points of psychic damage ow this necklace requires a certain amount of control and unfortunately your saves are not quite cutting it the release the command and control you can now do but when things don't go your way there's a price
2: to pay okay i am going to heal myself (laughs) uh will oh sorry not timolay timolay's off being busy hopefully doing well
0: um living her best life uh but hilda reaches over and pumps in some hit points into you as well okay how much is she uh i'll let you guys decide that she has she's a, a straight paladin as well of your same levels you know how many she's got I don't
2: know how much she's used. She used a little bit.
4: Yeah, those don't come back on a short, right? So Yeah,
2: it's a long. Let's just say she pumps 10.
4: Sure.
2: And then I'll pump 20. So, back up to 89. Okay. Alright, let's do this again, guys. So, um, I don't think
0: I'm images gonna that I'm going to say this time, if you want to, yeah? you can invite everyone in at least to witness or perhaps to help, you get the idea uh, that you can share access to this in, and spread
2: the love and the pain.: Yeah Eli, uh, I'll say that. I'll say that. like it's, it comes at a cost. I've, you know obviously like, that hurt. So um, So if you want, everybody can be in
0: that space all gathered around, both physically and mentally. Kind of, if
2: you make physical
0: contact with this
2: necklace, I, 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 don't, I don't think everyone should, but I think maybe some. Eli's gonna help out.
0: That's a knock on me, isn't it?
2: Says Graham the half
0: orc in the corner. It's fine, I'll watch the door. Uh, okay, so Eli. Oh, and Cranky. It... Sign something or mime something. What is what is cranky mime in that exact moment?
5: Descriptive video. Um, He has has just kind of wandered like slowly and um, as sort like unassumingly as possible uh, (laughs) into where the Sphinx is, and is just kind of standing there uh, staring at it.
0: And it stares right back.
5: And his hand, one hand is in his like satchel, kind of fumbling with something, more like playing with it. Okay. Um. Just, just out of curiosity, the Sphinx obviously speaks a whack ton of languages. Like, what oh, yeah. would its native language
2: be if it had oh, one?
0: I'm gonna have to look that up. I, I don't. I'm gonna
4: say, what would that be? Celestial. I don't know, make something up. <laughs> Primordial. It's a very okay. old creature. Right.
0: Primordial.
5: But it would know like pretty much every language, right? Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, probably. Uh, okay. I think Brooke I think is going to join um, Alpha and Eli.
4: Good luck in there. I'd like to keep the magic outside of my head.
0: For some reason, Shu just does not like that. uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Its its main language is Sphinx, according to this <laughs> one website that I found in 30 seconds. <laughs> so it's canon now.
5: No, oh, it's uh, yeah. Okay.
0: I'm that, also going to makes... say primordial because that's fun too. Okay, but as you say, pretty much anything.
5: Um. No, okay, he's just going to stand there uh, contemplating some things for a little bit
0: Cool, Um, I'm going to get you to do on Cranky's behalf uh, persuasion intimidation deception uh, I don't know All of the
5: above? (laughs) Any and
0: all, what kind of social ish role might you choose to make here? I'll let you decide, and it's gonna be rolling something too.
4: I Think constitution, probably. Uh he's by just, a musk. Yeah.
5: He's just observing, but it was a NAT 20 on Damn. perception, so so 24.
0: It's subtle. But oh after enough time the shift, the Sphinx shifts itself just how it's sitting, a little bit. And then you realized it looked at you and then it kind of turned its attention even though it's not its head or anything kind of looked away for a second and then adjusted its body language and you realize, oh, it's favoring its left paw. Oh, I I am too. It's just a very subtle mirroring that's happening. And Cranky, you get the impression that if you bring your left foot around and lower your shoulder a little bit something good might happen um do, do you want to try it or just take note that it's mirroring you subconsciously
5: well if he thinks something good'll happen no he'll tr- he'll he'll kind of go with it
0: sure so you adjust and after a very short amount of time the sphinx adjusts and it's this very subtle body language conversation that starts very slow and low, and then begins to almost become playful over time, like a little little nose scratch here, a little flick of a tail there, and then before you know it, um, I'm going to say, "Cranky," you have—I mean, you're not fluent. You've got the introductory level of the Sphinx language. You can go ahead and write that on the character sheet if you want to. He speaks a little bit of Sphinx. I spent some time there okay. exchanging in high school.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay, he's just going to chill out in there for a little bit and observe.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a fast process.
5: <laughs> sort of right. waiting to see if anyone else bothers to come in there.
0: Out of curiosity, what's Frizzle doing now? Or is uh, it? she?
6: She would. Frizzle would be listening in. Um, when you said that Primordial was his other language that he spoke, that would make sense to her because she speaks Primordial. So nice. he would just sort of be paying attention to what's going on over there. Isold is kind of in a bit of a... She's not with the whole group. She's just sort of standing off to the side a little bit, measuring everything. Um, And I want to see if you would allow this. Um, So the way it's written, the brand of castigation says that it's around until I release it. Um, so even though we took a short rest, if I keep the, um, thing like marked, like not used, can I continue to use it? Or is it a short, cause it comes back on a short rest, but can I
0: not mark it off Yeah, before the short rest you reached out with Shu to figure out where this beholder was and discovered that it was somewhere below. And there are these clone copies. Um, Between the two of you, you, you've puzzled that out, smelling and sensing the blood and ichor. Um, Mm -hmm. So you know that it's there and you know that you're still connected to it. So the question is do you want to release it? Um, I'm gonna no. say let's do a concentration save, like uh, you know, okay. standard wizard con- concentration, in order to like, relax. You mean a and con gain- save? Yeah, a con save, and, and it's it's okay. a concentration check to see if you can both relax your body and actually benefit from the rest, as well as focus on keeping this connecting point alive uh, that for sense. that. I like that one.
6: Do I get the bonuses?
0: Yeah, yeah. Fully.
6: So what would the bonuses add up to? Oh, um. Oh
0: right, because this is actually a con save from the two paladins. It's going to be an a plus eight in total. Because paladins are
6: broken. Yeah. 29.
0: 29. Without issue. And it's actually. The resting your physical body allows you to really kind of pay attention to the tiny ink. And it's almost like hearing a mouse in a wall crawling. And you get a very, you don't know exactly what it's doing, but you can get the sensation that this this beholder is moving slightly. Not far, just a little bit. Um, kind of maybe 30, 40 feet from where it first woke up. And. And then you sense it go into another kind of turn left and then float a little and then up and then back. And then you hear it bark something and you can't quite make out what the sound is as it's doing something down there out loud. And then you can sense it moving, scurrying, as it were. Beholder float scurry, you know how it is, a little bit further away. But not, not as... It's only moved maybe fifty feet to a hundred feet from where it was originally
4: awoken. Okay. I think she actually does like sometime during this like whole sequence, right? Like there's a thing happening with uh, the Talithar and everyone, and she's not part of that. So I think maybe she actually has gone over to Isold and and has sort of asked, like, "Can you still tell where it is?" I mean, I know that it's down there, but I'm not exactly sure where. Is it coming? Do we actually have mm. as much time to rest as we think? You know that kind of thing.
6: It's moved. Um, hasn't gotten far. Hmm. Might still yeah. be hurt. Might not. Don't know how yes. that works. Is
4: it recovering, or is it preparing something now?
6: Mm, it was hard to say. something at something, or somebody, or hmm. some other creature, but. Don't know. Couldn't oh, we'll make have it
4: out. More underlings still. Maybe the others can figure out uh, you know who it still has under its way. Yeah, indirectly, as it may be. Alright, so who's gonna be
0: in helping Talathar within that space? Who's volunteering to jump in? Brooke's.
6: Eli? I say people with lots of hit points. <laughs> Not Eli, but...
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll go with them.
0: Uh Hilda says, Well, I'll, I'll help anybody who seems to be in pain.
2: So I'll stay here. Sounds like a plan. I'm going in. I got hit points. Says Graham. <laughs>
6: I think
0: What's a hit point?
6: Perhaps, perhaps Frizzle would.
0: It's she got the word "hit." Sorry. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so yeah, Frizzle will be a part of it.
0: All right. Okay, so you enter into this space, and when you touch the the crystal studded, it's like it's like the world's most terrifying. Awful charm bracelet, or but it's it's long. It's like better part of a meter loop with all these little crystals of variety of sizes. Some of them big, some of them small, and you you kind of find a spot to get your hand on there. Um, I'm gonna say your hands can touch like somewhere between five or ten crystals at a time. And, and there's enough of you that between all of you, you should be able to touch the majority of the crystals on this necklace. Uh, are you going to be looking for anything in particular? Uh, what's your approach going to be? Go for it.
2: So, so I think like the the first group of the Reapers are gone. Uh, yeah, Probably the, the biggest threat right now are the Kraken.
0: They have, on this necklace, there are these lo- a, almost surprisingly large and long control crystals. And uh, you so kind of touch one and realize, no, that's hill giant. Oh, no, oh, oh, that's... No, that's that's something slithery, but more like a snake. Except it's swimming through rock. And then you touch another... And actually, Balin, you're the one who touches that one. You're like, I know that smell. I've been in that smell. Um, Somebody else touches another large crystal and it, it, with enough time, you begin to narrow down, and then you find uh, a few of the larger
2: crystals that control these Kraken. So I think like, Talpa is going to target them next. But instead of just kind of unlike the Reapers to release them, he wants to control them to move back into the deep sea where they came from. And
0: All right. Leave this place. Are you doing this by yourself? Is somebody else going to help you? You can pile on if you want or leave them to it. Let's,
6: let's do it.
2: Pile on. Yeah. Okay. Frizzle. What? Balin. <laughs> Talathar. Rook.
0: And Rook. All right. Yeah. And Eli. And Eli. Well, I, you don't have to target the same creature at the same time, by the way. But if you all want to pile on and do all of it on the big one, you can see what happens. I'm cool with that too.
2: Well, how many Kraken are there? Like, I think we would just maybe divvy up the Kraken. There
0: are three massive crystals and each crystal (laughs) seems to be able to control multiple uh, of the shards. So there are more than three Kraken up there, but the three kind of
2: generals as it were. Okay. So then maybe it's like two per... Two per like maybe Eli and Talthar on one. Sure. Um, Rook and Brizzle um, on another. And then sure. Graham um, and Balin Br- on another. Graham and Balin on the third.
0: Done. Sure. Yeah. So you can either the two people to each Kraken get to roll, uh, and an, an associated skill. Are you persuading? Are you intimidating? Like, are you commanding? Are you going to deceive them and send them? What is it that you're going to roll to get them to go elsewhere?
2: Um... I think, like, for the first one, Talithar, he is going to be... Um... Persuade. Uh, you know what? His style is intimidation, so he's gonna be intimidating the, tra- the Kraken to get out. Alright. So I'm gonna get... Um...
0: And you said Elias and Talithar? Elias and Talithar. So well, did Elias... you like give him advantage somehow? Sure. I was going to say, you could either both roll the same skill, or you could grant advantage. Grant yeah. advantage. Yep. <laughs> Although I kind of want to see Elias try to intimidate a Kraken. I think that could be good fun. <laughs> okay. He's going to roll. All right, Talithar, you get to roll with advantage.
2: And I'm glad I have advantage. With a two, it's like the anti-Gordon. Twenty-three. Much better. That
0: is better. Alright. With a twenty-three, you I'm gonna crackle on my mic, sorry. Um with a twenty-three, you issue this command in the in the language that these monsters understand. That of power, that of a demand. This massive being, and all of the ones attached to it, and there's at least ten more kind of tethered to the general. And it, you have its attention as it t- turns its inhuman eye towards you, and it just the massive slit pupil stares at you and see looms large and you look right back at it and how do you intimidate
2: this terrifying being kind of look at it unfazed but i almost kind of project the image of what talathar stands for the mage towers and all of them combined and the strength of it and the fact that th- there will be consequences that it's just not about Taz Pharrell. It's about all of us and kind of project that back.
0: Absolutely. You say leave. that aloud and it's like, yeah. it's like um almost like an anime montage in your mind for just a second. Your cape flowing behind you, your armor gleaming. You see the silhouette of the tower behind you and Elias being like, oh, yeah, yeah, take the pose beside you. um And there's this backlit glow from everything and you see all these little mages kind of in the background behind you all send that message and the creature "Mm, pray another time and it turns and it and all of its flock begins to shift and above you you can sense this shift in the mo- in through the rocks a couple of last impacts and these massive you can see in your mind these splashes as the creatures begin to crawl back into the sea you've successfully swayed a general and those they command all right uh frizzle nice job frizzle and yes. who else rook. rook rook frizzle and rook you have the attention of this massive creature how do you want to do this
6: Uh, i would i will tell you right now frizzle doesn't have much um she could assist you on perhaps an intimidation or something
2: i think what rook is going to try to do is in that moment He's not about intimidation, but in that moment, he wants to gain insight into the creatures, the motivations of it, and see what he can do to turn it around, to misdirect it to go away.
0: Okay, so I'm going to get you to do... Um, Frizzle can do a roll with you, or go for an advantage, um, but I'm gonna, I'm going to say we need an insight advantage. check, and, and we then... need a deception check. So I'll let you decide who's going to roll
6: what. Um, well, I can give you advantage on both of those. Yeah,
2: then I'll do that. Mm, I'm
0: going to say you're going to have to pick one or the other then, either Insight or Deception. The DC will be different if you don't do both. So if you do both, it's a certain DC. If you do just one of them, it's a different DC that may be more difficult, but you would have advantage. So, you can decide what you want to do.
2: Uh, I think then maybe it's Deception. Alright, go ahead and roll Deception with Advantage. Okay. And, um, Rook is going to use a Knowledge from a past life to help him. Uh, He's going to call on Angel. Whispers in your ear. Oh, Angel. Okay. Absolutely. Cat's good for the Arcana, but to help yeah. deceive and misdirect, he's going to get Angel to help out. All right. So it's
0: a weird thing in that moment. Frizzle, someone else is now standing with you in next to Rook. You don't know them. You like, what does Angel look like?
2: Or I should say, did. Um, he was uh, he was actually a half elf, Bart, uh, handsome and angelic features my features and uh, um, kind of a roguish grin, a singer uh, and performer. And um, yeah, kind of a ladies man to kind and, of like Rook's more silent personality. And even
0: more surprising, in this moment, as you call upon your friend to assist you from beyond the grave, he looks over your shoulder and sees Frizzle. Red hair, fire genasi, fighter, good shape and looks at her and he's like, Hello
2: there. <laughs> sorry, I had to. Uh, he's um, like, yeah. Hey, hello. Perfect. All right. Uh, <laughs> you got
8: it,
2: Ralph? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Hey, stay focused. And ah, right, just stay right, focused. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Uh, okay, I'm going to roll uh, with advantage, so I'm just going to roll 20 plus... us This is the first one. Terrible. Better, 18.
0: 18. All right. So as you turn your gain the full attention of this massive sea creature and all their particular followers the massive eye looks at rook and frizzle and angel and there's a moment there where you you're trying to deceive this what how are you trying to deceive this and i'm keeping in mind that angel's whispering to you along the way
2: trying to give you help i'm basically going to say it's ultimately a trap you're coming here for the prey but then you'll actually be the prey. This is like a a lobster trap. It's like a lobster trap. It's like you're coming in for the food, the easy food, and you're gonna enjoy it, but then you're gonna be in the trap, eaten by something bigger. You should go. We
0: do not
2: trapped.
0: We smash. Puny traps. We see you. The cave around you shudders. This is not a small earthquake anymore. I need everyone inside the cave to do a dexterity saving throw. As the might of a third of the Kraken begin to target more directly this space. And rocks begin to fall. The the section that um Balin had carved out to allow access to the Sphinx begins to collapse back in again. How does everybody do on your on your dexterity saving? Oh broke natural 20. 37. Whoa. Oh, and keep in mind, if you're in the main room, everybody gets plus frickin' eight because of two paladins. So 37! Holy damn! Jordan is broken. That's awesome. So
4: I got an 18, but do I get the paladin as bonus? As easy the- as it is yes, to yes, say that paladins are broken, and as small as this room is, you're not always, like, right next to a paladin. It's true. So, yeah. know, but this is a very in, small room. so in this You can only complain about paladins if you actually follow the rules. If you're given them extra, then they're not worth that. Then it's on you if you're complaining That's about fair. them. <laughs> well, this isn't it, like
0: 10 feet. Yeah, Yeah. Tough. So I'd say the majority of people are here, at least within range of one of them. Uh, but I'm going to actually say Probably in this particular nice moment, because they're all those who were immediately around the crystals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, those are be, definitely yeah. getting yeah. the plus eight. I, maybe yeah. the people further back aren't getting that. Uh, so anyway, let's go down the list because it's interesting to me. Uh, Brandon, how'd you do? How did Elias do? So fifteen. Fifteen. All right. All right. Um, that's that's not bad. That's not bad.
4: Um, and shoe. Uh, nineteen before any kind of auras, which I don't know if okay. will apply to them. Oh or not. yeah,
0: no, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, Frizzle, how'd you do?
6: Uh, that'd be a twelve. Ooh,
0: that's a little on the low side. And of course, um, Rook. Uh, thirty-seven. <laughs> I'm gonna say. In that moment, Rook, you are so good at getting out of the way of the rocks. And you are in there with Frizzle that in both spaces, you pull her towards you and shift her as well as
2: yourself. Actually, you know what I'm going to do, actually, just thematically? uh, Rook is actually going to push her out of the way. And he just kind of goes spectral, like, phases as the rocks just kind of start falling through him. Nice
0: all right, so Frizzle thanks to the shared 37 does not uh suffer the major consequences
2: here all right uh Talithar? 26 the rocks bounce off him
0: <laughs> yeah pretty much uh and we've got Izzled herself uh
6: 21 for Izzled.
0: nice gex.
5: Uh, Gex had 28. Okay.
0: And Cranky? 22.
5: 22.
0: And Balin? 26. Okay. So, 15 was the DC. And I think the only one who really got below that was... Is that Elias? And Frizzle? However... Hit 15. Oh, you hit 15 okay well yeah. that's good right. so everybody's everybody except for frizzle is going to be taking half of this as the rocks come down um but actually rook you did your thing right
2: well he's a rogue so he has evasion so
0: Oh no i mean to shove
2: Izzle. uh to oh yeah to shove frizzle. frizzle yeah he shoved he shoved frizzle and then he okay came. so
0: she will also only take half because of this So everyone in the space is going to take 11 points of bludgeoning damage. It was originally going to be 23. Okay, that's already halved. Great. Yeah, so 11 is halved. And those rogues who succeeded don't take anything. You're just literally sidestepping the nonsense. As it rains rocks down upon you, so Gex nothing and Rook nothing.
5: All right, that might be our cue to get going.
2: Oh, I think there's like one more that's like uh,
0: uh, Balin and uh, Balin Graham. and Graham. Rocks raining down around them. Oh, I didn't roll for Graham. Hold on. Oh, he takes a clobber and takes all 23, so he takes a big gash. on. It's all right. I've right. got a lot of hit points. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's keep going. Come on, dwarf. Let's do this. So, Balin. So,
1: Graham is a what again? Is he like a barbarian, a fighter? He's a
0: half-orc melee combatant. I don't know what flavor. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough.
1: He's probably not very good at persuading or anything either. Intimidates probably his only strength if he's got it. Probably. I don't know if you got the sheet or not. I don't. I have the sheet
0: in my mind. So,
1: I... I'm gonna assume he's good at intimidate because that's part of where I was going with my strategy. I was thinking Balin might roll something like uh, history, um, and try to convince the uh, Krakens like, uh, you know, Taz Farrell, it's been sieged so many times, never been brought down. You know, you're fighting a hopeless battle. You know, count the number of times Krakens have won a battle on land. I think it's zero. You know, this is ah, you're going to roll Duke, blah blah blah, just trying to like undermine <laughs> their
0: morale. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to let you roll history while Graham stands there and looks intimidating. So on his behalf, uh, since uh, Timmy's not here to roll, uh, I'll get Balin to roll both. So uh, okay, well. uh, Matt to roll both. So roll one history check and one intimidation check. So only a 14 on my history. Okay. And the intimidate? And I'm going to say you're adding plus 8 to this?
1: Okay, only a four on
0: the die. Okay. That's not great. That is not wonderful. Um the baleful eyes of the Kraken stare into the both of you, and you get overwhelmed with this sense of almost a primordial anger comes funneling down to you from these creatures with such overwhelming premise and power that in that moment I'm gonna get Balin you're gonna do a um let's say it what's your AC uh, eighteen mm-hmm. I, I uh, actually no do an athletics or acrobatics check for me uh 21 <laughs> that's pretty good however. It does not beat a 24. So in that moment when the will of these ancient beasts come powering down the pipe towards you, Balin, you have the sense you're about to kind of be overwhelmed yourself. I'm going to get you to do... Uh, let's do an intelligence saving throw as well. Cool. Technically, this uh, is slightly out of order.
3: Anyway... I give the
0: audience this... Anyway Eli can help because they're still psychically linked. Unfortunately, Eli is yeah. busy backing well, backing their own horse right now. Balin. How's you your in-get the uh, I do Save. get the paladin bonus though, right? So you I should do. have the 20 total then. Nice. Okay, so you have dealt with magic before, and you exert your will and you remember in this moment that the the incredible low vibrating voice is not your own and you just press it back and it goes the the will of these creatures to overpower the sense of yourself fades on you and you come back to yourself with these massive orc or half orc hands clutched around your windpipe and pressing and pressing as Graham has now got you and is beginning to choke you down with a 24 I'm going to say you're going to be taking 12 points of bludgeoning damage and you currently cannot breathe so however
4: long you can hold your breath everyone else you see Graham choking Balin I feel like that's a good opportunity for those of us who are not like psychically doing a, a acrobatics um, to sort of run over and see what we can do. Um, sure. I don't you know who do all is, post. other than Tizzled and shoe. Um, sure. Um, Hilda like
0: tries to help as well. Um, that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to get you to roll Athletics with Advantage. Yeah, it's You're just like, like literally
4: pulling a person off of a person, right? Yeah. yeah. Alright. You said with Advantage? It's a 12 and a 2. Uh, I don't know what my strength is. My strength is flat. I don't think I'm trained in athletics. Oh, I am trained in athletics. Ha ha! Um, so that would be 20. Ooh, rollies!
0: It's a tie. Uh, actually, you know what? You have advantage, because Hilda's helping you.
4: Yeah, I did roll with advantage. Oh, The first did, okay. roll was a 12, the second one was a 2. So um, between the I got two
0: of you beginning yeah. to pry them apart, it's mm-hmm. currently at a standstill as this massive half-orc oh, half is busy choking this dwarf out and muttering under like, slathering Come breath on. as he's doing it. Um, Graham does not appear to be paying conscious attention to things. His eyes your are bloodshot.
4: Out of your mind! You've been through this before. The you fought Kill monsters. It. Kill it dead.
0: You're not going to talk him down. I need you to do rollies okay. to see if you can overpower him. It was a tie, so straight
4: shot. Straight shot. You want to just roll a d20 or do you want me to add to it? Uh, roll a d20.
0: And I'm not adding Four. anything either. <laughs> Both you and Hilda are desperately trying to pull them apart. And it, this is a big half orc who is busy yeah. just crushing the windpipe. Um... I need to do a consultation. Yeah,
4: I, as a Shu, I am, like, trying to... You, you, you already said that I'm not going to get through, and that's fine. I'm not asking for a, yeah, for that's a role okay. anyway. But, like, I'm, like, talking to Graham. I'm just, like, you know... I think there's this element of, like, when you face down monsters like Shu has, there is this level of, like, mental health. Uh, <laughs> like, that you, like, learn how to, like, actually help people who are in that situation. Um, and so, like, that that's where this is. It's, it's actually, like... Very much concerned for Graham, right? like, um, you know, we spent a little bit of time with Balin, but i I know Graham much better, right like we we came from that same community that uh, all the NPCs got picked up in, so um, absolutely. as much as I don't want Balin to die, um, uh, I'm actually like focused on Graham, like like you can get past this, you know, I don't know what what Graham saw, but like I can imagine right? like I know what they were trying to do,
0: absolutely. Um, so you're trying to talk Graham down while still prying in his iron hard Mm -hmm. limbs Balin. you're going to be taking another 14 points of bludgeoning damage i I Um, wanted to say if i get
1: if i get a turn before he damages me again i want to cast protection from evil on him
0: good luck all right um that would be this Um, yeah i'm gonna get you to do a concentration check to see if you can squeak it out and is does it have the verbal component
4: that's a good question that one actually might not. There's like a really short list that don't, and I know that that one stood out to me for some reason back when I used to like look that stuff up. It does uh, have a physical component. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. So in this moment, it's a physical thing. He's not letting you speak, so that's why you take this round of damage. Uh, but perhaps next round, you'll be able to weaken it enough to get loose. You can still also in in lieu of being able to do that. You could do an acrobatics or athletics check to try and break the hold. Uh, 18. And there's nothing added to that. Oh, you know what? You have advantage because you have friends helping. Sure. Okay. Well, that's going to help. Yeah, 18 is still the best result. Okay. It does not beat the 19. This orc is, this half orc is ripped, and he's got
2: a. Solid grip. Anybody else? Want our, to do sorry, our, 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 is Todd on the 10, other still tray. in the thing, or can we help?
0: Um, I'm going to say in this moment, this is their battle. But anyone who didn't go in is able to help. So, yeah, like is around. Gex, Gex, I think, is available.
1: I took ten, right, Todd?
0: Uh, that was 14 points of damage before. So you took 12, yeah. and then 14. Alright, it's uh Is and Gex, you're you're aware of what's going on. Do you want to do anything or
6: um
0: the the well, dwarf is turning purple? Good.
5: How far away what's happening? Who's strangling who again? And so why? Graham
0: the half orc has suddenly been overwhelmed by the command of the creature instead of him commanding the creature. And he's busy trying to choke out Balin, and he's doing a good job of it.
5: Oh, So Balin's getting really choked.
6: Okay. Hmm.
5: Um. Yeah, Gex will just go over there and like try to separate him, like pulling two kids apart at the playground.
6: Yeah. It
0: reminds you of your own. I kids. will
6: help.
5: Yeah. See if it. See if that
0: works. All right. Do um. an ath- uh, opposed athletics check, please. You can use advantage.
4: I'm gonna say that after like the initial attempts failed, she actually tries to grab at the um, like the the necklace and see if they can like interface directly to try and help Graham. Roger that.
0: Um, that's gonna be an acrobatics check on Shu's part, but that'll oh, be this just to, like be able sure. to grab it. Okay, how, how <laughs> cool? Well, to like, like, try like pull it out, out of their hand.
4: Pry out of their hand. Oh, I see.
0: To like yeah. get into it. Okay.
4: Yeah. Probably what you're suggesting makes more sense, but I didn't think of that, and so neither did Sue. <laughs> oh, so she was
0: like, I'm going in. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I need you to do an uh, intelligence saving throw. True. You get the plus okay. eight, though. Sweet. 30. 30. Holy damn, Gex. All right. That's what Gex walks when you in and breaks this tie. <laughs> and just literally, it is like separating two kids at a playground. You're just like, nope, nope. And you, like, kick the dwarf back and you kick the half-orc back and and between Gex and Izzel physically separate them at this point. Everybody piles on enough and just divides
5: them. So when Gex pulls them apart he kind of, like, he pulls them apart and gives them a bit of a jiggle by the scruff of the neck and it's like, listen, you're on the same side. Next time you do this, I will force you to wear the same t-shirt at the same time. pushes them away.
7: Oh.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Dad. I mean, Gex. Are you back adjusting, adjusting to him? You're choking me.
2: Shut
5: up. Oh, you probably started it. Gex will go <laughs> back and sit down.
0: All right. <laughs> And so you've managed to send away one of the legion. There are two that are still attacking the city. And with that, we're going to take a little break. All right, everybody.
6: Frizzle and. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Frizzle and Rook weren't able to turn it around.
0: Unfortunately not. It's Uh to simply deceive it. The DC was 20 and I think you got an 18. Yeah. Okay. So it was just shy. That. It it didn't buy that you were a trap. It believed that it could smash the trap, so it identified you as a threat. So it is now trying to. It, we'll cut to above the city for a second, as one third of the kraken begin to tear into the area that was once Garrix's shop of magical emporium and just start smashing and digging and prying. It's like they're beginning to tunnel their way in a little bit like those creatures in the in the matrix when the the squiddy sure. creatures start going and all of you get the sense that something is on its way down here now. Anyway, okay, we'll leave it at that for now. You you can almost try again if you're not all dead. Anyway we'll take a little break and we'll be back in ten minutes. See you, see you folks. Okay, let's uh, let's come on back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We are back. All right, so, um, Balin. Well, let's see. What well, you're in the room. Things are happening. What do you want to do, everybody? Not just Baelin, but I have a thing for Balin in a minute.
1: Well, I catch yeah. my breath. First of all, <laughs> give Graham maybe a bit of an evil look. Like, you know, what the heck, man? You know, keep it together.
2: I think Dahl I was just going to be looking at everyone like, okay, that didn't go as well for the others who joined us.
1: And I would... uh. Yeah, I would maybe try to roll Arcana slash ask Talithar uh, for any advice on uh, dealing with this thing.
2: You're supposed to intimidate it away, like be angry, or.
1: Well, you know, I'm not uh, necessarily the best with words. You know, I spent much of my time uh, studying Dwarven history and rocks as opposed to how to persuade.
0: Um, and at that, Graham pipes up. Yeah, oh, that's what i did.
2: I think. Mm. So I think, like, Talthar is, like, knowing enough to know that the ones that Rook and Frizzle were, like, the trap, or, like, they're going after them. The other ones, they kind of... Okay, we need to deal with this. Uh... I think I'm going to go after them, yeah. Rook,
0: as everything's going on, everyone else fades a little bit as Cat steps up. And it was something that Balin said. And she's like, um, hey, it's a magical item. Maybe use magic or the know-how of magic.
1: You know, so I rolled a nine on an arcana. I doubt that gets me anything. Uh, but once a day, I can cast Identify as a ritual without taking the time because of my uh, wizard yeah. class.
0: Try that. Absolutely. That will give you insights into this thing. So you take a moment and just... Whoo, you reach out and touch this necklace again. That Shu... Everyone else who's kind of paused for a second, but Shu has di- is Doven is diving into this thing uh and then Balin reaches back out again and just immediately gets the sense that this thing will respond to your best abilities so if you want it will give advantages because it is a magic um item but it is up to the will of the the controller to somehow manage those that they control but there are certain times and tactics that will be more effective depending on who you are or what they are that you're controlling. Another thing that Balin immediately gets is that this thing is connected to hundreds of not creatures as well like there are the the monsters this uh, that are tethered to this thing that the the beholder had pulled together, but there are also so many humanoids there are many many um, of the uh, what's it called again the um, inquisitor faction various priests and clerics uh, wizards even of uh, sorcerers uh, that are under the thrall of them but also several mage tower factions are influenced by this so you don't always have to go straight at the monstrous you have those whose nature may not be as monstrous by default.
1: I'd share this information with the party. There's hundreds of uh, souls connected to this network. Some of them, uh, not just monsters, but uh, mortals as well. And uh, that, yeah, we can uh, engage with these things in many different ways. It seems to be attuned to uh, let the strengths of the the user uh, shine in terms of controlling those under their command and uh, that we might be able to uh, access those uh, uh, mages and inquisitors who are tuned to this as well
2: eli are you able to cast suggestion
3: um i could but i was gonna tell you maybe you could just tell them to be like be still or leave just like, like a general command until we figure out whatever else is here uh
2: yeah it's just that we got two hordes of kraken coming at us we should deal with that and then maybe think about dealing with the humanoids
3: well like if you tell everyone to leave or like everyone to be still it might be easier to shell from a megaphone than to just target people individually
2: i'm thinking though this thing is magic if you're able to cast suggestion to leave you'd be able to affect everybody
3: i'll give it a go
4: so before that happens like simultaneously to graham getting pulled away and sort of the start of this conversation shu had grabbed the uh command crystals with the intent of basically just force them whatever presence because she wasn't aware really exactly what was going on um to let go of graham like in this moment of the like TV version of this, we the audience know that Grandma's already been pulled off and it's fine. But Shu does not. Shu is like tunnel visioned on this thing is controlling Gram. I am going to push back against that. Right. Um, so they grab this and um, immediately start to like focus on the crystals and whatever force um, Gram was interacting with. Right. Um, I imagine that they they are able to sort of manifest this. The, the, it, intellect of this Kraken. And, um, and as a monster hunter, this is not something they're like, I'm going to reason with this and tell it to leave, right? This is a purely and um, tactically um, it's very analytical, right? It's yeah, like, I'm have going to, be to like this. on the magic of this item to try to like directly control this, right? Like, just no circumventing the concept, just straight in. But they do think about their monster knowledge and the fact that like they've literally like dissected Kraken right like they are tunneling magically into the brain in a very specific and targeted way like this is the parts of the brain I need to magically affect and that is what they're aiming for and they are just going
2: yeah but I I think you'd have to be let in you're not attuned so like just as the others you'd have to be let in well, Talithar, in- do you want to let Shu in?
8: Nope.
2: Not at this time. Like, trying to figure things out. So, I, if Shu is trying to forcibly, in just a moment, on do something, yeah. and I was yeah, like, I was like, like well, everyone, hold on. Definitely. Like, I don't yeah. need. Because in Talithar's brain, is like, okay, well, this didn't go well. I let a whole bunch of people in, and like, we're like one for three. So, do like, you have that
4: conscious thought in the moment that happened like five seconds ago? Or is that happening like. After or does it matter, right? I may mean, like not. I don't know how they yeah,
2: it just, it's how just a it's reaction happened. that's like, okay, we just need to hold on and try to figure this out because we're I'm all getting say, hurt and
0: now. We have two Shu sees what's going on, sees these kraken coming down towards and, and <laughs> sees Graham, and then suddenly Graham disappears as the contact is broken. Okay. And Talithar, you still are in control of this magical item, it is yours, it is attuned to you. That makes sense. Um. And in that moment, as Shu takes it in and begins to analyze the monsters as they come down, Talithar kind of mentally puts out their arm like, wait. So you can't take effect on these beings through this right now, Shu. But you do get an insight into them. uh, And you definitely see what's... You see them and you see the audience of it all. You can you can sense the beings, all the monsters you've ever hunted, and the humanoids, and the the monstrous humanoids, and so on. So you can sense it all through it, but is currently stopping you from
2: outputting. And, and, and It's only because Talithar is like, he's listening to Balin, and he's like, wait a minute. Balin, that's great. We can cast magic through this? Elias, if you cast suggestion, instead of us having to intimidate and Suffer throughout each of this. You might be able to to pass a suggestion that will affect everybody to stop attacking and to go back where they came from, and then we can sort out the, the the minutia. I think that will work better.
1: I, I think that's a great plan. Say like go home, because then you don't end up having like citizens walk into the ocean or anything.
2: Yeah, go back to where <laughs> you. Yeah. Go back to your. Yeah. Go back I was busy word, thinking about the yeah. wording of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go back. Go back. Home as well. We'll just walk down to the off the pier. Right. Exactly. So uh, so that'll get rid of almost all. Like that'll get rid of pretty much all the monsters. And then the humanoids we can figure out because they're still they're at home. So
3: gonna give it a go if that's possible.
0: Um, Okay, so I'm going to get you to spend the spell slot to cast suggestion. Um, I'm going to count this because of the magical item, you only have to target the one thing. Uh, And I'm going to get you to roll Arcana. Is it with advantage
3: by chance?
0: (laughs) Oh, it is definitely with advantage.
3: Cool. That's a 32 excellent
2: mental high five <laughs> to <the Northern> and Elias
0: <laughs> okay that is so damn powerful so what what sentence do you want to send out to everyone who is connected to this magical item
3: Return and stay home.
2: Stop attacking and return and stay home.
0: (laughs) Alright, return and stay home. Just ripples out. And it's actually interesting because as Talithar kind of pushes everyone except Elias off of this thing, shoo, you get you're, you're reluctant to let go. Your hand brushes back. Hoping to face to face with this monster, and as Telethar breaks the connection between you and it, you get a little hint of this suggestion, and for a moment you take a step instinctively in the direction of your ship, <laughs> and then you're like, "Wait, yeah. that didn't affect me." Um, but everything, the rock starts stop shaking for a moment. Everything goes calm and still. And then you get the sense of movement in your mind, these beings beginning to respond to this suggestion, compelled to go on their way. Yes, rethink your life. (laughs) Um, So you you take a breath, and the rocks stop falling. Isold. Gex, I need you to do a perception check for me. Everyone else has been rather involved, so the two of you have been keeping yourselves a bit away. Thirteen. Izzled, Eight. you don't notice much because you're still keeping an eye on that tunnel where you know that beholder is. And this is not in that direction. Gex, how'd you do? Eight. In the stillness and the shaking and all the all of this going on in the room, it's Oh and you know what? You can also roll for Cranky. I was gonna say. Frankie, I think, is and the only one who isn't involved. I They have
4: Hand, hands over to them, and they are alone with their thoughts. <laughs> with the, the sphinx. Calmness. Yep.
2: Nothing to uh, distract him from.
5: He also got an 8. Oh. Uh, okay, well,
2: Ugh. whatever. Okay. <laughs> what about, is Rook involved? He He's not in the thing, can he roll perception?
0: Brook was in he's not immediately involved in this but he was involved yeah. in the tight circle in the it's more point, people yeah. who are physically a little bit away from all of this Fair enough. Fair and something happens and you don't know, know what okay alright um, so there's a moment of stillness you feel like it was successful what do you want to do
3: uh, I turn to Balin and be like alright well um i guess at the end of this if you just disintegrate this thing everyone's at home there won't be much danger because that would just be like freeing everyone right yeah okay so it Um, seems like uh, as soon as we leave here that's the plan
2: yeah but first things first let's just do one last bit of cleanup um, Talithar is going to try to reach out to those who are controlled uh, from the mage tower who are under the influence first and he wants to free them like he's going to say you know because they're they're probably returning home as well yeah but, yep. but he wants to release their shackles like his brethren
0: mm-hmm. comrades all right um, you consciously look at this long chain of crystals and when you will it you got one hand on it When you will it to identify those beings that you select, they almost glow slightly in your mind. And one by one, you just tap each one and the crystal. (laughs) As you release them. And somewhere, their crystals crack. I'm sorry, what was that? Except for Calron. He's the only one. (laughs) And your hand hovers over that last one and you're like...
2: Wait a minute. Wait, uh, this might. Okay. Action. Uh, y- you know what? Um. Oh man. You know what? Uh... No, he's gonna release Calrinn. I know it's, get... it's a. This is Talithar.
0: I'm gonna need you to do a pot- yeah. perception check.
2: Sure. How if I was going to do the perception check.
0: Yeah. Uh, but all of your minds and, are connected. But yeah, Talithar.
4: As you got um, sort of brushed away, um, that gave them the like moment to take a step and look over and see that Graham was was safe. And yeah. I think they just sort of shrugged. Well, go, ah, I'm going to go scout ahead. You seem like you have this handled. And, and they're actually going to start heading out.
2: Come back. I got a 24.
4: All right.
0: As your fingers kind of, as you contemplate each one and release them, you've been getting little flashes of where they are. People walking down hallways, back towards chambers, uh, back indoors from parapets, um, and so on. Uh, moving off in the direction of the last command, go home. And then you, your consciousness brushes against Calron's and you see the top of the mage tower, that chamber in which you were before, with all of those waterfall screens, and you see Calron has recently bamped in there and is busy talking with a variety of screens, saying, uh, and you overhear with that role, you overhear a little bit of the conversation as you pause, deciding whether to release them or not, and you catch a little piece of the conversation, and on my order, you will execute. This is the Mage Tower order. This, these are enemies of the tower, and we need to maintain control. Do you understand?
2: Yes, sir.
0: As a whole bunch of various oh, oh, oh. agents, um, and you, you, with that role, you see on the screen, you see the inside of a tavern, um, and. You see three people huddled in front of someone wearing robes, clutching this glowing sword. They're cut, they're like huddled together in this tavern in front of this large towering mage with a glowing blade who turns towards this and says, Yes, my liege. Um, One of the other ones you can see uh, there's this dwarf, uh, a male dwarf and a female dwarf, on their knees in front of this robed figure who's got these magical almost like magical scythes mm-hmm. hovering in front of them um and above them and turns to them as yes my liege we will execute on your order or lack of contact um like a, a dwarf couple you, uh, you see uh another uh hold on I made a list Um, uh, where's my list there we go you see uh, I don't know you see a beaten and bruised just horribly beaten but still kneeling defiantly on the deck of a ship and you see uh, a mage standing in front of this tortle um, holding this glowing hand towards its face and just ready to plunge it down on this tortle's face. I'm trying to remember if you would recognize Dave Tillman.
2: Uh, Tothar actually has never met Dave Tillman. But so it's just side. some tortle to you. Uh, Talthar is not going to free Calron. Talthar is actually going to now control Ta- Calron to right. not.
0: Cute. So how are you, like, which skill are you going to employ to force Calron to do your will? Knowing that it will likely um, it's still the dice roll, but the DC depends on the skill you choose. Um... Also, seeing that magic worked through this via Elias, there is also the ability of this. It's almost like Elias casting the spell allowed you to basically see the button. It's kind of like that meme where you see the button and the guy's like sweating which one to push. It's like, I can try to command you or I can punish you. So there is a punish option.
2: there's a punish option on Calron. Like it's I one of the buttons on all of, any of them.
0: All, now that Eli- them. you're aware that Elias is influencing this magically. You're aware, wait, I can influence this thing to just inflict.
2: Uh, um, well, I think the first thing I'm going to do before just straight punishment is I'm actually going to try to persuade Calron. I'll reach out and say, you know, I have attuned the crystal You need to stop what you're doing. I'm willing to free you. But you can't go through with this and start executing innocence.
0: Ah, you finally figured out how to use that bubble. Good. As Calron turns and kind of faces you, as it were, but he's never totally turned his back on this wall of screens. Just consider, consider this my insurance policy. You will free me. There are many that would not understand. May think that I have been willing in this year and a half of torment. You understand, I couldn't take the chance. I understand
2: you will free me. that. I understand that you were taken against your will, but you cannot execute these people. I saw enough to know that they're not really our enemies. So, so delay your order. We'll work out a way, to fr- and I will work out a way to free you of this.
0: And you will allow me safe passage
2: wherever I wish to go. For that which is in my power. don't control the rest of the mage tower you know that. But if it means I stay my hand I'm willing to do that.
0: We're going to get you to roll a persuasion check. Okay.
2: With advantage or without advantage?
0: You both have next. an ace up your sleeve. He's got civilians that he seems willing to use against.
8: Oh, okay.
3: And so he you've he got, he got
0: this like, device. You like um, help via the necklace? Uh, he, I'm gonna say because it's more interesting. Um, in this moment, do you choose to share all of this, Talitha? Or are you gonna kind of keep it off to
2: itself? Um. Oh, I'd be sharing with Elias. We've been kind of
0: with everybody or
2: Elias. Um, you know what? I'll share this too. with. Everyone. Okay. So, so it, when when it comes to the conversation with Karen, I will share this with everyone so they can. You know what's going on in the room, as it were.
0: Yeah. So you can yeah. all influence this and say what you want. So uh, the maybe very first point, thing that happens is as yeah. you all kind of take in the room and look about, um, you hear a couple of gasps here and there, and you hear Hilda um, inhale sharply. Those who knew Dave Tillman, the Tortle, immediately recognize him as one of the hostages. Um, Gex. You haven't seen her in a while. In the years have always been kind to her. You see your ex, I believe her name was Tanya. Oh, you're, you're mute. on mute.
5: Well, you mean, Tammy, Tammy. That Tammys. was I knew it was a
0: T. That's pretty good for no nuts. Yeah. So You see Tammy and two Ooh. of your kids now grown but they're huddled in the corner of the inn under threat collected by the mage tower agents. Um, Hilda after her sharp intake of breath says Mom? Dad? And now you can all see the like University of Taz Varel t-shirts that they probably picked up in the gift shop and they both and like the dad's carrying a little penny what do you want to do
2: so I think the others heard like I am willing to not raise my hand against you if you let the innocents go and you will be freed as well once we've once we've secured the city of the invaders and the inquisitors you'll be free you'll have safe passage at least for me that's the best i can do for you
0: and what assurances do i have that none of you will think this was personal
2: it is personal it is personal but you haven't well you've made it personal but you haven't finished it yet any of those people and I can I think Talithar will intuit that they're friends and family of people here they if you do go through with it nothing will save you from us
0: Alright. Rook, go ahead and roll Persuasion,
2: please. is gonna roll Persuasion. Oh, sorry. Sure. Talithar. Unless Rook Should wants to roll? help somehow. Unless somebody uh, wants to help somehow. I mean, I I think like, you know what? If you're not gonna give advantage, can Rook try to do knowledge from his... He's, he's, got, he's running out, but one more knowledge of the past life to try to actually help out Talithar, because they're connected? If not, that's fine. But...
0: Um, Rook is Rook trained in Arcana?
2: Rook is trained in Arcana because he's got the special proficiency and it's, it's still remained in Arcana. Sure. So he would probably try to get Cat to try to, oh, I say a lot of Elvish, like, when it comes to kind of ancient oaths and bonds and agreements and try to help Talathar with, like, making this kind of on the up and up.
0: All right. Anybody else want to help out? So, you will get knowledge of a past life. Just that, though, not the actual D20. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think we need help on Arcana, right? Balin can help with that. Sure. And Dealer. Sure. Both of you can team up. Go ahead and roll your Arcana. Okay. Shoot. Balen, roll Arcana. Oh, you, okay. you've ahead. scouted ahead. Okay. Shu, we'll come back to you.
4: I'm head off, yeah. And also, as a player, I'm, I'm letting you have your scene, right? It's Yep. I'm, I'm doing my best to stay quiet here. <laughs>
0: Gex, yeah, Izzel, uh, Hilda...
2: Wait. Timbal is not here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy, did you roll?
8: Oh,
0: <laughs> damn. Damn. Brandon's been saving that one up. Wow. Wow. That's a nat 20 for yeah. a total of... Thirty-three. All right. <laughs> All right. And Balin, how'd you do? Nineteen. That ain't that ain't. Ba- I mean, it's not a nine twenty, but it it ain't bad. Um, and Brooke, what'd you get
2: on the knowledge of a past life? Uh, sorry, I'm gonna roll for Talithar with knowledge of the past life. Then. Uh, yeah. Persuasion, I believe twenty-nine. Sixteen plus five plus 8, 29.
0: And the 33 backing you, and the 19. Mm -hmm. You see Calron waver. It's hard to read this old elf, but you can see that he's been holding on to this terrifying fear that someone has something hanging over him. And in that moment, you see the sweat, you see the lip quiver... And you see the shoulders just holding themselves together in this moment, and then the collapse, as the proud Mage Tower, former Mage Tower head, crumples to their knees.
2: <sighs> no one would relieve me, but I tried to
0: couldn't that creature for so long, never stopping, never a moment's rest. The eyes always yes of course I did such terrible things for that being I each choice chipped away at what I was and I know no one sorry yes you you lot and he turns to the screens release them you hear a chorus of yes sir Yes, sir. And you see the dwarf couple get up, the magical bind's dropping away, and they walk out of frame. You see... Tammy and the two... not... I mean, they're not children, obviously. They get up, and they leave, like, flee the area, and you see the mage begin to head off the other way. Um, and, And all of them, one by one, to kind of move off onto their own and, and Calron kind of waves their hand and the, it's just waterfalls again. Calron turns back to Talithar. I am sorry. I have failed. I am at your mercy.
2: Go, Calron. Go. Go. Go away, free to go. And when you've left, I'll destroy this last crystal and you'll be free, for real.
0: I will tell you that I will hunt that monster with my every last breath. I will hunt that being.
7: And find redemption in that.
0: And you touch the crystal that is Galron's and slowly the crack goes through it and then
2: it shatters.
0: So, strange acquaintances. The immediate threats are over. Slowly. Well, yeah, actually that, the suggestion, the Kraken head back to sea, the various monsters that were once controlled go back on their way, the Reapers, Abide by the order of things again. And you are all free as well. You can go home. You can continue below to this seeking this maniacal beholder below or anything else that fits your your liking. What do you want to do?
5: Um Gex is gonna go over to Rook and have uh kinda pull him aside. Uh far enough that they can at least whisper to each other.
2: Rook is just gonna hand sign him like okay.
5: Um Are you uh where do you plan on going from here?
2: You saw, you saw the dead bodies back there, my friends and our people in the undertow, Angel and Cat and the others, their spirits are with me, but they were taken, and there's something left undone below. This thing is still going to hunt me. You saw why it took both of us. I can't just walk away. This is not something I think I can walk away from. I'd like to. Army would really like to. But I don't think this is something that I could turn away from. You know what I mean?
5: I do. I can see it in you.
2: I can't expect you or the others if this threat is done. I can't expect everyone to come. But I need to stay.
5: Well, I'm torn. You see, I, you know, we have... We have some history and I, uh, you know, part of, part of being an adventurer is looking for a glorious death in a way. Part of, uh, (laughs) part of getting older is that you value the time you have left. So if, uh, if I thought it could actually make a difference, I would I would jump to come with you, but I don't know that I can anymore. And, you know, for for an old man, there comes a time when you have to decide when to get off, off the ship, so to speak. And it seems like there's never a good time. There's never a good time to walk away. There's never a good time to go retire in that log cabin by the lake. So it's going to have to be now. But I feel a little less guilty about it, seeing that you have quite a menagerie of uh, friends around you now. You have, you know, our party seems to have tripled (laughs) since we first set out on that boat together. Or, well, since I thought it was us being together you know what I mean since that magic shop anyway
2: I hear you and I'm glad you're your friend
5: if you ever need to find me I'll be in that place where we put that thing that time got it And I'm glad to have called you a friend as well. So Gex will turn away and uh, walk over to Isold and kind of hold out his hand and say you ready?
6: And I'll just kind of look over at Rook and be like no hard feelings. Not at all. Take his hand and
5: And so Gexel looked down at her and say, um, "You know, last time we were in port, I saw I saw this really interesting uh, poster on the wall of of the tavern. Um, something about a daddy daughter dance. Uh, Thought maybe uh, might be a good uh, good thing to go check out." Lead the way okay they will leave
0: and you wind your way up through the tunnels on your way almost almost the same path that several people are taking following the advice go home wherever that means. Okay. Home is for the two of you, being essentially homeless adventurers. Um, but you're off to find or make a home. Hilda turns to the rest of you and and um, and says, oh, "I, I gotta go find my parents. I mean, that looked like that looked like the old dorms, so I'm gonna go check." Does anybody need healing before I go?
1: Alther's like, yeah. <laughs> and she, she yeah, your you. your your friend Graham really choked the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, bailin', yeah.
0: I can I can probably heal one of you well or both of you poorly. You pick. <laughs> Again, not my fault. I blame the uh, giant tentacle. He'll bailin'.
2: He'll bailin'. I still have a little juice left. All right. She gives you 30 hit points.
0: All right, on. I got to save a little in the tank. <laughs> Just in case my parents need some proof that I can heal. <laughs> I got to go. Here,
1: one second. I, I want to make one of my little stone crafts for Hilda. Sure. And on it, it says uh, world's number one doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and on it it says like University of Illifarn or something like that you know she she did a uh, exchange program
0: honorary degree
1: yeah honorary
0: degree nice <laughs> that's awesome I love the, the laughs alright thank you Steve uh, alright and uh, thank you man okay so Hilda scrambles off kind of calling after Gex and old. wait wait I'll go with you uh, at least to the end of the monsters she goes. Um, the rest of you, what are you gonna do, Frizzle? We've got Elias, we got Graham, we got Chu, we got Rook, and Talithar still, actually.
3: Okay, so Elias is gonna go up to Rook and says, "Well." There's still one missing piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. And he looks over at Talithar and he looks back at Rook and he just like... I feel like maybe the choice is your thing to do. That's to Rook.
2: Yeah. Rook nods. I think it is.
3: Um, and as much as I wanna help, I don't think I can at this point I mean if you want me to stay for moral support, I could, but like I'm not gonna lie. kind of just wanna you know go back to my grandma's place for a bit, but if there's a job to be done, there's a job to be done, but
0: and in Rook's ear, oh. Cat whispers, did, did I hear he speaks to dead creatures? Death creatures?
2: Yeah, he can speak to you, probably. Not me.
0: Those that harvest, those like me.
2: Yeah, you could probably do that too. So out of game, you mean like the other people who were killed, or those that harvest the dead? The reapers. The reapers, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can speak to them, and then Angel pops up. Uh, I mean. They never talk to me, and I'm stuck here. No offense, that's Rook. Why I'm,
2: that's why I'm still here, to get you guys free. Maybe this choice will do it. Rook is going to like look at everyone... And I think he's just gonna nod at them, and say, hey, "I think maybe this next part I need to go alone."
1: Well, Brooke, you're uh, you're a good friend to my uh, my cousin Torig. You know, you helped uh, him escape. Uh, you know, this beholder played a direct role in his enslavement. You know, if you, if you need assistance, you have my axe. But if you'd rather go alone,
2: I understand. Thank you. But I think you should stick with um, Alathar for now. He still has this very powerful hamlet and he's going to need to take it back to safety, figure out wow. all the the creatures and souls, how to unmess it, <laughs> clean it up. Okay, then, well, I wish you luck,
1: and I'll, uh, I'll make sure this amulet is taken care of.
0: Thanks. Now, ba- wait, was it Balin? Yeah, Balin cast Identify on it, and, like, rocked yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. But between so Elias it's... and Balin, like... <laughs> yeah, between the two of them. But I'm assuming they're gonna escort Talithar, then? Elias, if you want, or you can go with Rook. It's your choice.
3: I think Elias's gonna go with Talithar. But before he does, he's going to make sure that Because he's still psychically linked to everybody. So he's going to, first of all, tell Shu everything that's going on. Because next thing you know, he comes back
4: But, you know, (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm kind of okay not knowing stuff. I sort of drifted off. And As a player, I want to say, loving everyone's outros. They're great. It's a shame I'm not playing a character who really is invested in everyone else. I'm happy sort of being. Shoe's gone below to uh,
0: hunt monsters. This is what Shoe does.
4: Eli just wants
3: him to let him know that, like, when he comes back and he doesn't see people there, not to be like surprised. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Leaves a note. All right. Cool. So Talon and and the wizards begin to make their way up, uh, back to put the pieces back together. Uh, Out of curiosity, what does everybody want to do with this necklace? Are you going to keep it? Are you going to just
2: wreck the whole thing? Oh, Talithar intends to keep it because, one, like, to just direct wreck it, you could hurt yourself, as he found out. Two, it has all, like, the mages of the Inquisitors. Like, the he wants to basically free them, but not just, boom, you're free, but, like, make sure that they're safe. So he's going to use it strategically to screw over the Inquisition.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: And, <laughs> and then with the monsters, well, some, where it makes sense to free them, some to, like... Figure out what to do. Like in the moment, it's hard to do because there's so many of them. Fair enough. But basically, this is like the biggest asset for the Mage Tower right now. To like, so you're gonna take
0: that back up to your old Paltor again.
2: Yeah, basically. Put the pieces
0: back together. Nice. (laughs) All
3: right. If all else fails, I'm pretty sure Balin's happy to
2: disintegrate it.
1: (laughs) Disintegrate, shatter, yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: That's like the resort. If like we're like we really need to get rid of it quick, do it. Yeah.
0: And you all leave to your various destinations and the tomb is still and quiet again, the way it has been for centuries. And after a long time, the stillness is broken.
7: So your friends are leaving
2: yes Parents. bear sorry I did not hear I didn't understand what you just said <laughs> the
0: Sphinx turns and talks to the bear after a, a like a really long sit and the p- camera pans in on cranky. What does Cranky do in this moment as this ancient being in it have just been sitting sharing and breathing that that silence?
5: So everyone's gone from the next thing, the room out there, right?
0: Oh yeah. Except for Rook. No, Rook, I assumed I'm gonna say is gonna head out to the to the tunnel downwards,
2: right? No, Rook is going to the choice. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, how does he get to the choice again? Through
2: he the Sphinx?
4: The, the Sphinx is there. Okay. okay. So we probably see Rook walk in, right? With this thing? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Like Rook is so, going to
4: go for the choice.
0: Um, Cranky. Uh, actually, um, hold on one sec. This is the beauty of doing this over the internet. I'm going to deafen you there for a moment, Gordon. So it's not broken. I'm intentionally uh, making it so you can't hear. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So. Cranky. In the way that beings communicate non-verbally, oh, actually, the other thing can speak. Mm -hmm. And in Sphinx, it has informed you of several things. Now, I know the voice changer can kind of mangle things a few times, so I want to be careful that the meaning doesn't get lost. Mm -hmm. And in its way, the Sphinx says something to the effect of, You know that your friend can never leave this place, right?
5: And shrugs.
7: That under me is tethered to this place out of it if it is alone to leave i fear for the world
5: so at that point um cranky will just kind of like take it he'll throw his um pole arm kind of over his shoulder he'll pull his neck back and just take a paw and lift up his fur. And what you see is a collar around his neck with a couple of links on it. The last one is broken. And then he turns around and just watches Rook come in. And we'll kind of sniff the air as Rook comes in.
0: As Rook comes in, the Sphinx nods appreciatively towards Colony. Cranky and you says, out loud,
8: messages.
0: First new message. Uh, let me.
7: If I get your meaning, thank you. Like
0: this. And it pulls on the, the chain that ties it to this tomb.
7: This is my choice and my payment. That I would give the rest of the world safe from the creatures below. Even if you could, I would choose not to leave. But your offer. He's very appreciated. Ah, yes. Gray one. What is
0: it you want? As Rook walks in, he calls you the Gray one.
5: You gotta undeafen him.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
5: I'm glad didn't somebody's hear paying
0: that. attention. All right, as Rook <laughs> walks in, the Sphinx says, um, I cannot leave, nor would I choose to. Ah, yes, grey one. What can I do for you?
2: I'm here to be taken to the choice.
7: The choice it is. May you choose wisely as many before you have chosen.
0: a magical portal opens up on the opposite side of the room Uh, like a ringed in purple fire hold on colors matter here Uh, ringed in Uh, yeah let's say uh, kind of a dark purple fire a
2: circular portal okay Uh, is is like uh, cranky still around or did he peace out as well yeah he's standing
0: there in the corner just looking at you, holding his halberd.
2: Okay. I'll just kind of look at him. I'll give him a nod.
5: And he, uh, Cranky will, will just kind of come up and stand beside him and just sort of look down and nod at him.
2: And then, like, uh, Rook will Rook will just quietly walk away. And head towards the portal. All right. Frankie will you follow stand. him. Frankie goes legit.
5: In. Gonna, he's gonna follow him.
2: Absolutely.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that he didn't like act. Uh, quick question for you, Shu. You've been skulking around. You see everyone else leave. You can kind of. You're aware. Um, I'm aware about you, that. All right. You come sure. back and you see Graham standing there, uh in the room, pretty much the only one left. Um, and you see you are aware that hey, Graham, Graham not lived. Graham didn't leave. Graham didn't leave. Uh and as okay. Rook goes in, um uh, uh, Graham points towards the hole, towards the Sphinx and says, Yeah, the little guy went in there.
4: Just us then. I guess maybe I'll say I would look over and see. Actually, do do I see, um, Cranky Bear? Or... Like old times.
0: Um, quick question for I see Bella's still there. Uh, um, did Frizzle leave?
6: Uh, she hasn't yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, she is. Uh, I would assume. would very likely probably go with balen cool okay to kind of finish that off and then go back home
0: fair enough all right so she has left then with the others although you might want to say you have a minute you've known shu and gran for a while so you might say your goodbyes but uh yeah of
4: course Sure. Yeah. If I if I like scouted out and came back by by the time you've before you've left, sure.
0: Chu um, knows that there are lots of room. Uh, there's tunnels and traps and like long hallways. That's about as far as you got before you decided to check in.
4: I couldn't very well uh, leave a monster. Uh, let one get away, as it were. Took it down, and we finished the job.
6: I have a feeling Rook will take care of that.
4: Perhaps. But we thought it was dead once. <laughs> Shu oh. you
0: got that awareness of where of mm-hmm. that being and you saw those chambers with with all the rows of essentially Clay eggs ready to be reused yeah. again. You're gonna need something to take it down, but it won't necessarily be easy. It might not be the hardest thing in the world either, but I mean, it is just a beholder. And at that it's actually younger than it was. So it's not as yeah. as terrifying as it might be, although knowledge is power, so who knows what tricks and yeah. traps it's got in its employ? Um, Rook has gone into the room with the Sphinx
1: yeah you
0: you can choose to head that way with Graham and Graham will go with you or you can go back into the tunnels you just scouted
4: I may not um, I may not have a lot at stake here but I have my pride good luck out there that's to Frizzle. Frizzle indicated leaving, right? So, yeah. yeah. Graham? One more time. Clasp the cool arm clasp thing that people do.
0: <laughs> people in half orcs.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's the half orc, half orc secret handshake. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you both head in after Rook or down the tunnel you scouted.
4: Down the tunnel, down the tunnel.
0: All right, the two of you go down to... Let's break some eggs.
4: At least one of us should make it out. Well, uh, secure the quarry, You know what I meant to say. Yeah, pretend I said it correct the first time. Shoot it. <laughs> All right.
0: And, um, and Rook and the silent bugbear step through into the choice. And I think we are gonna cut to that after a word from our sponsors uh those who <laughs> wanna, who ba- want to bounce uh, we can assume that um there are lots of traps and and troubles down below for the monster hunter pair whether they can take down the beholder by themselves well that remains to be seen maybe knows, another season? We, all, we
4: all walk off into the sunset in
0: our own ways <laughs> exactly um i if you want to have a scene of what happens next in The Choice we Can, but first thing is a word from our sponsor. Right, Steve? In yep.
5: <laughs> no, this uh this this week's sponsor, I, I foreshadowed it a bit. So um we actually have a radio spot from an event that is taking place in a couple of weeks. So uh here it is. So in in Fortnite from today in the light of the full moon. Come and dance in the shadows. Be ready to fight, gathering together for the synth and the might. Let the sign of the strobe light be your guide and lead you to Saturday night. Our techno is voodoo, for a cult of the damned, that is true, for a disco inferno without a cue, where gates of hell are open to you. Wave your hands in the grave, uh, at the beat uh, to the beat of the rave wave your hands from the grave to the beat of the rave our sabbath will be pumping that night zombie corpses will respawn uh, zumba corpses will party till dawn in the dance of the dead if your names are in the necronomicon you get a drink and a burial coupon dress codes will be checked at the door the code word is Clatu barata Necto. Come down to the deadly Deadly daddy-daughter-deadly-disco-dance-of-death and sell your soul to the dealer. Be part of the fever until the Ellis demons arise. Follow the Reaper, because the dead can never say no. Tickets for the daddy-daughter-deadly-daddy-disco-dance-of-death can be purchased at your local shopper's drug mart.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: Nicely done, sir. I don't even know how you managed to say that sentence.
5: The... Oh, wow. I screwed that up, but whatever. That's
0: all good. I appreciate that.
5: <laughs> I can't read my own writing. That's part of the problem. <laughs> but so I good. come on the title. The title, the uh, deadly daddy daughter deadly disco dance of death. It's. I mean, you got to go to that.
0: Absolutely, like that. I mean, that would be at least where you go on Halloween. To, you know yeah 100 nice job all right so um i have a question for you we are at our usual quitting time i'm willing to go a little bit longer if you want to figure out what happens uh or we can come back to this or we can just pretend we know what happens to our poor friends who've gone into the choice uh,
5: well maybe it could be like everything on netflix you hope there's a season two
0: I mean there's there's still monster hunting to happen, and there's some kind of big choice that's gonna happen
2: uh we can how always... long will this, how long will the choice make like this thing is it like a ten minute thing or is it like a... Um, at very least
4: we need an after the credit scene of you know, appearing there whether or not we play out anything more than that I think yeah, is up to. That's all, to right. All, all right, right. okay so, all right.
0: um I'll even. Drag it over so we can see the visuals. Just one second. I gotta figure out which map it was again. Hold on. Ah, God damn it. Alright. So, as you step through this magical portal, I'll oh, choose there for some reason. <laughs> I'll take you out of there. Cranky, just to step behind. Kind of. Oh, wait, grandma didn't. Ah.
5: God, you. However, you set the lighting, I that don't get it. it.
0: It's I don't wild. get like oh, yeah. I see that hold on just let me see if I can fix it uh...
5: let's turn it off <laughs>
0: alright we'll, we'll be back after just a moment technical difficulties it is off
5: no, all I see is a black screen oh it's okay. a
0: flash
2: and then it's black
0: okay yeah. one sec one sec one sec it's gonna it's gonna work this time I swear to God we're still on by the way <laughs> okay oh
2: I see okay right. i see it
0: all right um all right purple oh, there it is
5: in the corner okay
0: uh sure i don't have rook here so do you want to drag yourself in there rook uh sure all right and we're back so you are in a chamber you're not sure Exactly how far you are from Tazrel. This seems ancient, mostly intact. Behind you, there's actually two. Um, there's these stairs, and you you actually come in at the top of these stairs. They're descending down. You look behind you, and there's the flickering outline of the portal through which you step. Fades as Cranky steps through after Rook and all you are left with is a blank stone wall behind you. You may not head back that way. In front of you, you see almost an ethereal view of the Sphinx chained to the wall uh, off to one side in this semicircle um, of a room. You take a few steps down the stairs, careful to mind for traps as you go, cranky a few steps behind rook can see three portals clear and obvious glowing in magical firelight on your left like an orange and red flame circle on the right almost like a fuchsia purple flickering straight ahead in a greenish flame flickering and the sphinx at the side in front The choice is yours. You may choose from the orange flickering flame of life, but you must pay death. You may grant a life to any, but there was there must be a life in exchange, a willing one. At least... One of you must be willing. On the other side... The purple... The flames of death... You may take... A life... But give one in exchange. This room... As many choices, but for those who cannot choose, there are others. And the Sphinx motions towards the greenish, flickering flame, and you see um, through it back, almost like you see the flickering outline of a, a hallway through through that portal. This is the neither. You choose neither life nor death, but continue on your current path. Or forge your own way.
2: These are the choices. My friends. They're still with me, but they're, they're dead, but still with me. Will one of these doorways set their spirits free? In their way,
0: two of these doors will lead to their release. Or at least could. But the path you are on, of neither, They will not cross. If that is the way you choose.
2: Choose the doorway that will allow them to cross. There are many. There are three.
0: In that moment, Cat kind of tugs on your sleeve Look with the trained eye, you idiot. There are. There is more here
2: than meets the eye. I'm gonna listen to her and uh, investigate, like what she sure. means. Sure, roll investigation.
8: Okay.
2: Not the greatest with investigation, but all
0: right. done. <laughs> you can get your past life bump on that if you want. Oh, because Cat okay. is assisting. Out of curiosity, cranky, go ahead okay. and roll a perception check just to see what you notice. Fifteen and Rook is all, Rook
2: is also going to be perceptive, but he. I think he, in the moment he's good. It's to more of an investigation. Him, also, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, before anything else happens, what does Cranky notice with uh, their perception check? Whoa, twenty-one. Cranky, you've spent some time getting to know this Sphinx more than your friends. You read its body language now pretty proficiently. Its left paw is outstretched in an awkward way. A little bit closer to the center of the room. As though in the way that someone might keep their hand close to something that they care about. Something that they're protecting or worried about. It weighs something in the very center of this room is weighing heavily on the mind of the Sphinx. With a 21, you also notice the chain tether that goes from the Sphinx to the wall is still there, but it is significantly longer than the chain that was in the other room. It is long enough that that sphinx could probably pace around this entire room without it being totally taut. It has more freedom of movement than before. So it's You're hiding
5: I- something under its left paw. It's.
0: It does move its paw slightly. There's nothing immediately under it. It's just that that left paw, which is the closest towards the middle of the room, is subconsciously protecting something that is hidden from plain view in the middle of this room. And you look at the room, and it just looks like clear, smooth stone, maybe a couple scratches here and there. Let's get back to Rook for a moment. You got a 15. With Cat's help... You see these tiles; some of them cracked with age. You look around the room. There's no. Uh, there's a couple of things here, there. You see the magical chain. You see the Sphinx. Um, I'm gonna actually retcon that it's not ethereal; it's physically in the room. Um, it was ethereal for a moment and then faded in. And then you see a rune. There is a large stone that has fallen. Just in the middle of this room. Uh, a little bit left of middle. And it it seems to be... It seems that the stone is a little bit... It's almost like a video game where they didn't code it quite right. and the And the stone is kind of glitching through a piece of tile. It's as though there's a slight glitch with that stone. As though it has fallen and part of it isn't quite in alignment with the rest of it. This stone in the very center. Or, well, just left
2: of center. Yeah, Rook is gonna approach it quietly. and He's going to actually just sense for any traps or, like, secret doors, right? Like, a perception check to see if he's, like perceiving anything that's weird, like a a magic trap, a magic door, a precious object, another circle, a magic rune.
0: Alright, go spell. ahead and do uh, either perception or investigation. And you're so busy watching uh... the room, but Cranky, with each step that Rook takes towards the middle of this room, the Sphinx looks more and more nervous its hackles raising. If it had fur other than the metallic stone of it, it would be rising on its uh, above, Terrible. As, it, as it's getting. As you rolled a 1, a natural Twelve. 1, yeah. for a total of yeah. 12. Now, of course, you're a rogue, you get to take 10, but it, it's still a Oh, one.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I get to take 10. You're right. So, so that's I'll a take, 20, uh, one, but, 21. but it's still a nat
0: 1 and i'm making notice of that you okay. walk forward and everything
2: no no it, it does kind of work in this case oh you know it's, what that investigation a... would have been a bit higher than two right i keep me- oh, me- i true. mess that up that would have been a 10 15 that would have been a 20 you but
0: As you get a little bit closer, you focus on this stone and the slight misalignment as though something is there, something out of sync. And as you kind of change angles, you see the flicker of a rune. There is a magical enchantment and this stone is somewhat very slightly interrupting it. There is something in the middle of this room, And as you think that, you can see these trails of runes just kind of coming out from that, like a slight little pulse or glitch, going in of ever so dim circle in the middle of this room. It's about the same width as the other circles, the other portals in this space.
5: So, cr- when Cranky sees him getting closer, approaching that, he'll kind of catch up, and, uh, He'll he'll catch up and just kind of uh point his halberd at the spot. Like hold hold like kind of slow down a second, indicating like put a hand in front of him pointing at it with the tip of the halberd.
0: Okay. So you're and both, then
5: both... and then as soon as he sees Rook give his attention to that, like if he thinks Rook knows what he's talking about he's going to walk over to the Sphinx sure
0: so Rook you bend down and it's weird you step into this circle like you you kind of stick your hand out nothing gives any resistance you can see because of your training because of Cat, you can see the space where this something magical is in effect it and this stone is kind of giving it away in this moment. Um, And you focus on that for a second. You're seeing in the midst of this, Cranky kind of points towards it in their way and then walks around, kind of flanking around the outside of this circle to the left. Um, What do you want to do, Rook?
2: I'm uh, I'm going to take a moment to study it like if there's any arcana that I can understand what the circle's supposed to be is it another portal if I move the stone will it enact oh this is a, uh this is probably a
0: 8 foot semicircular boulder spherical like you're not moving this thing but it oh okay yeah it's it's pretty huge um but i mean maybe with cranky's help you could shift it yeah but you know, you're even all your friends are there with you looking at this space, and Angel's sitting in the corner, like, I'm sorry, I can't see anything. And Cat's like, No, you gotta look at it just this way. So, Cranky, as you get really close to this Sphinx, it purrs, not purrs, but it vocalizes this. Quiet sound that almost sounds like a like
2: a growl. I have guarded this tomb for hundreds
0: of years. I am on about to present a choice, but I implore you, do not let him choose that.
5: So he'll approach him to the point where he can touch him.
0: Yeah.
5: And just put a paw on his shoulder and kind of pat him like comfortingly.
0: The message soothes this Sphinx.
5: And he'll turn around and just kind of watch. It's like, chill out. It's okay. And watch what Rook is doing.
0: Rook, do an arcana check for me. You can add cat's benefit. And... and advantage. You know something's Ooh. there, you're just not sure how to unwind it.
2: Okay. Let me let me just roll the D20s. Okay, so equals fourteen. Uh, 1d6 plus 14 plus. Oh, jeez. 23. 23.
0: There, and no, lower. Right there. Scratch that. And you pull out your dagger, and where the rune is kind of pinched by the stone, you scratch across it, ruining that part of the enchantment. And as though it's just unravels in front of you, just... Now, you could pass right through before, but now you see a slightly raised platform of a step up, and your hand no longer passing through it. And in the center of this, you see beautifully carved in the floor, this runic circle and another portal flickering in the base of this, facing directly downwards.
2: Where does this, this go? I do say that. It is the choice. Best left
0: unchosen. It is the other. And neither life, is the other? nor death, nor neither. It is both.
2: And only fools would choose it. I'm already neither alive nor dead. Can I get an insight check into kind of like, why he doesn't want me to choose that one? Is it like... Go ahead and roll Is it like, something that's blasphemous or something?
4: There have been multiple really good, just like, musical climax being like, ah, yeah, cut. (laughs) But no. (laughs) It's really good. Oh, well. Uh, I'd like
0: to thank my DJ Random. 21. In this moment, you've been Uh, so focused on unraveling this puzzle that only now do you take a closer look at the Sphinx. It has gathered itself. It is ready to pounce. It stands ready to attack you.
5: Um, you want to say something cranky yeah this cranky sense that, that he's ready to attack oh yeah I feel like with a hand on he would so he just kind of pushes a little not like to hurt but just to like they feel me more mm-hmm. and then bends over and with a claw scratches something in on the uh kind of in the, the dust. dust and debris yeah, writes
0: all, something alright Cranky's being and, cranky right now but Rook this sphinx appears you're maybe 3-4 feet away from this 4th doorway and the sphinx appears to await your choice you've got options you can choose neither. You can take a life. You can give a life. Or you can choose both.
2: What do you want to do? Ah, uh, uh, this is rough because it's like
0: you can ask questions. You don't have to like. Leave. Yeah. You don't have yeah. To make like, I, like.
2: I think I noticed the hostility, right? And he's. He's not like I think what he'll say to the to this to the sphinx is like I sense you don't like this choice and I want you to know I'm not here to seek power I'm not here to seek glory I'm just here to free my friends So if you can tell me that this door won't help me with that, if you can explain yourself, then we don't have to be at odds over this.
0: That door leads below to the dark oracle is the same one the dark oracle once chose. You already... smell of him. A little piece left behind by an accident far above. But down here... should you choose You might free him. You might become him. Or you might... sidestep him entirely. And let your friends... Stay stuck the way you are. If you I choose have no... both, Sorry, that is the way. That the one we refer to as the Dark Oracle. That is the way to follow in his footsteps. And in that moment, out of the corner of your eye, you see Angel kind of pause, look at Cranky, look at the ground, and then begin to like. Puzzle something out, and he takes out like, kind of, oh, I remember that I had a stick. And he tries drawing in the dirt, and none of the dirt's moving. He's like, "Gosh, oh, this is so, uh, can't touch anyone, can't touch anything." Worst part about being dead.
2: Hold a moment. I don't want to follow in the dark oracle's footsteps, and I, but I'll turn to like Angel. What do you want me to draw? Get him to I, guide I was going me to in. write.
0: Look, I had this uncle. He was excellent at making puzzles, wordplay. Something doesn't sit right, and I wanted to play with the words.
2: Okay, let's. And I just kind of let him take the lead, but play, do the word okay, puzzle so with he, him. As I'm he to spells out, out yeah. in the
0: dust, and you use you know your the tip of your dagger to kind of draw in the dust couple feet away from this portal. Um, And he spells out. um, Absolutely, Rook. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Cranky's writing something as well. Everybody's drawing in the dirt. Um, And so in a second, as we're going to deal with what uh, Rook does, in a moment we're going to cut back to what Cranky has said to the Sphinx. But, of course, I'm pretty sure Rook doesn't speak Sphinx
5: it's not in sphinx
0: oh okay okay well, well we'll cut back to that in just one second actually you know what let's do it now cranky what have you written in the dirt if you wish to share what do you want to talk about
5: well he if the first thing he wrote was to the sphinx which which is why he kind of like tried to get his attention to it and it and, it, and it's it, it's well how do i read it which would translate to um, we're only free if we choose to be um And then he writes yes uh, yes which roughly translates it is not the door but why we go through it.
0: The Sphinx very audibly sighs and relaxes a little bit. Only a little, but turns towards Cranky with a a look and says, You must forgive me. For I'm used to being the smartest and wisest in the room. Old habits. You are indeed a very wise bear. But you are also here. You chose to come. And you must choose as well there are four doors eventually all but myself will walk through one of them probably it says as it looks back towards
2: Rook with this slight like very slight uh, and I'm doing the wordplay with a angel so
0: come back over to angel and angel has had you right in the dirt darker oracle and then he's like, okay, let's rearrange that. Starts to rearrange things. Um, I'm going to get you to do an intelligence check, unless you yourself want to, or anybody else who's very kindly watching, uh, wants to take a guess at what that means, because it doesn't mean the darker oracle. Uh...
4: So, investigation is an rarely used. Accurately, but like this is actually an investigation check, right? Like that is actually yep. what the things I mean. Feel free to like puzzle it out yourself
0: Yeah, first, you can use
4: investigation
0: for you sure. You should be allowed to add yourself. the
4: prof. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do okay.
0: a flat roll. Uh, I'm gonna roll with you. Yes. I would I would agree to that.
4: It's... Investigation's such a weird thing. It's really kind of a misnomer. It's more of the deduction check, you know? It should be deduction as the skill.
8: Yeah. Oh,
2: (laughs) there it is. There it is. There it is. Twenty-five, not twenty. Had to get one
4: last twenty before the game ends.
2: (laughs) One last twenty before the game ends.
0: And you flick the letters back and forth, and your mind jumbles them fast, and then all of a sudden it clicks into place. Now, I'm curious. Has anyone actually figured this out yet?
2: I wasn't really focused on that. I know it's an anagram. I know.
0: that's all good. So, Internet, if you figured it out, I will figure out a way to mail you something. And I'm not even joking, but uh, you gotta prove it in the next minute. Now, you flick the letters back and forth and scribble back and forth and staring at these various choices you can choose neither life or death you can choose both life and death that's the one on the floor you can choose to take a life but give a death you can choose to give a death but take a take a life
2: that's those are your various options isn't it like the same thing like take a life and give a death
0: so you could take basically assassinate anyone you want but you have to give up a life either your own or someone else's right Uh, that's the that's the choose a death but give a life and then there's the give a life you can bring anybody back but you have to kill or give up your own life or somebody else's life that's the life door on the left On the right is the death door, where you give a life to take a death. Uh, You know what I mean? They're very similar. Take a life. Yeah. yeah. And then the one at the back of the room is neither. So that's, you just go home. Um, Or the one on the floor, which is you choose both life and death. At which point the anagram clicks into place. Lord Us and it's actually cat that mutters it. It's like oh no first one's Lord. Okay, um Lord us, And then Angel's like Well fuck me And you write in the dust the name Lord Aserarak master lich of all undead. The lich keeper of immortality feared across the multiverse. This is the path he took. Completed or not. And the Sphinx's eyes kind of flash as you as he sees you realize this. And now you know the path you take, or could. And now you know why I must never allow you
8: okay.
0: or it to be free in this world. A piece of it, its phylactery is below contained within the now broken crystals if that phylactery gains but one soul he will rise at full power again and the world will fall and a piece of that phylactery resides in you but a sliver what is your and then the sphinx kind of flicks its eyes back to cranky and it almost says begrudgingly
2: what is your intention not (laughs) that That's not my intention, follow in that footstep. My intention is as I said it, just want my friends to be free. The souls that have been bound to me, I want them released. Then you wish to give
0: life, but the payment is death. And it motions towards the door on your immediate left.
2: Yeah, the orange one. Mm-hmm. You may give them life.
0: Or, I suppose, you might grant them death. Or perhaps yeah, they, like you, are now tethered to this place. And you may all have to carry on. And it motions towards the neither door at the back. It is possible. Okay. It didn't say okay. a
2: life, it said life. It might be plural. Rook is actually like going to talk with the others. He's almost like, Do you guys really want it? Do you guys want life? Do you guys want death? you want to just carry on like i actually want he wants to hear from cat and angel and the others like there's a whole bunch of them right like that yeah it's mainly so now two, a village but there's like,
0: the remains there's a village here, so it's like hey, guys, literally appears in the room you around want, you you
2: all want yeah. to live you want to die and be free you want um, to just carry on know. and
0: i don't know i never touched that girl um like there's there's all kinds of voices that don't usually pipe up piping up right now um But the overwhelming majority seems that they've been dead a while and stuck. Some of them do want life again and some of them want some of them are willing to pass on. It's all right. My time has come. And unfortunately, in this moment, I don't know that you could please them all.
2: He doesn't need to. I think he's like he wants to hear from all of them, but like um, I think it's mainly Cat and Angel. Like he wants to get Cat and Angel to
0: are busy looking back and forth between the various rooms, uh doors. Yeah. And uh like, and the Sphinx points out. There is a way you might grant all those wishes, you know. Oh, cool and its eyes look down towards the both. If you become the king, the ruler of life and death, then you may grant it at your leisure. That is the only way to walk both paths.
2: Or you may stay No, I think I know what choice I'm going to make,
0: and it, it, that is when we smash cut. I'm just kidding. <laughs> End of season.
2: No, um, he, he's going to look at Cranky and just kind of give a respectful nod, um, and he's going to walk through the orange. And as he's approaching it, he'll just turn back at the Sphinx and just give him a just a nod. Farewell. And he walks like if he's going to walk through it. And he's going to give his wishes to kind of give life. Or being stuck here is a
0: harder choice. A harder payment. I would know. And at that moment, you can see that the, the cord, while I said it was longer on the Sphinx, it could get to the doors, but it could never actually go through them. But you can. Rook steps through the door that can give a life while taking another. Cranky. Which door do you want to choose?
5: Um so
0: Just to Rook be clear. is gone now. Yeah. And that's gonna be resolved in just a moment you can go Mm. out the neither door and basically go home you can try to usurp Lord Aserorak himself or you can assassinate somebody or you can bring somebody back who do you want?
5: um assassinate Lord Sararak himself I kind of get the impression that Rook was like wanting to go on his own um you know so he's only going to follow him like a homeless puppy for so long. Um, he's felt like he's done something useful with uh, calming the Sphinx down a little bit. So he's going to go back through the neither door.
0: You step through, and in a moment, you're back on the outcroppings overlooking Tasverel. The city is... Half devastation. There are a handful of dragons dragons flying above. The remains of a shattered giant tree. Many dead bodies. But some living remain there to pick up the pieces. And you're in what was once the remains of the undertow. And you pick up your halberd. And you walk on to what comes next. Rook.
2: What lives? Any of the voices that like Angel and Cat, he, he feels like their lives are robbed of them unfairly. So those that like want, he's going to give their lives if he can and then in exchange he'll give his life
0: now normally it would be one for one however unless you brought fodder with you in which case you could feed other vibes in at your choice and force that to happen but you did not choose that you chose the noble path But there's an ace up your sleeve. You're undead. Of sorts. You're already trapped between. You've lived and died and lived again and died again. Many times now. And a being with that many chances at life can have that many chances in death as well. You found the loophole, the way to stop. You step through, and you die. True death. Gone. The slivers of the necromantic magic embedded within you, tying you to the phylactery of a Cerarak, shatter taking a tiny piece of that power with it that had kept reanimating you, but not before you use it to rope back cat, angel, and many other voices, all of those who stayed in this space with you And the undertow. Those who weren't ready to die. They return. And they awaken. And somewhere. Rook. Knows. The out of the mists bodies. Of children, mothers, angel, and cat. Many others begin appearing amongst the ruins. Back in the ruined undertow. And Cranky very quickly ends up not being the only being. Besides a handful of scavengers. In the undertow. The haunted city. It now lives again. And Rook passes away. And that is where we're going to fade out. Zooming out over the city by the sea. Smoke rising above. And this chapter is now finished. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you hanging in there an extra hour ten, and um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate hand. all of the, you know, the inputs everybody's done. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I do good need answer. a name for tonight's episode, likely the last of this campaign.
4: I mean, it's the choice, right? Choice.
0: Like it's gotta be. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Mm-hmm
4: a lot. Everyone All right, here thanks. made a choice. Everybody <laughs> made a choice. That's true. It is absolutely true. A great, great outro is everyone. I, it's, I, I love seeing people like outro their characters. It's something that's really easy to never do depending on how campaigns end. You know what I mean? And it's going to be some of the most like poignant roleplay you ever do. It's really cool.
0: It's interesting. I, I wasn't sure what people were going to choose. I, I honestly I was like, are they going to Go on a hunt. Well, like, what's going on? Yeah, voice and the choice. Nice voices and choices. I like that. All right, and it, um, well, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, we're gonna play another game at some point. Hopefully, maybe even as early as next week. <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> the choice. Brought to you by. <laughs> oh, it, it faded away on <laughs> me. I didn't see that. Uh... It's
5: gonna open. It.
0: <laughs> I'll put it in the other chat. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, so thanks for very much and thank you listeners. And we'll be back in a week or two with some more games, a new game, one-offs, or a new campaign. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Join us next uh, Tuesday or the one after for figuring that out. And um, again, it's always a joy to play with everybody here. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers.
4: Have a good night you know
8: Thank you.